All sports, all the time. There's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered. Legends never die. This is the Spoken Podcast. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. I'm your host, Lance Woodwell. Man, that kid, he can ball, man. He can ball. Touchdown, Kansas City! Man with freaking Mahomes, baby! Uh, let's talk some sports, because that's what we're here to do. You are tuned in to the Spoken Spoken. This is the Spoken Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell, here with my guys, Trevor Twidwell, Eddie Ortiz is off the mic, but Trevor, you can go ahead and say hey to everybody. What up, everybody? We're inside here in the KC Beer Co. Studios. We got a couple. I thought originally tonight we were just going to have one special guest, which would have sufficed with uh, Jay Binkley here today from 610 Sports Radio. Well, you still have just one special guest. <laughs> well, we do. That thing has changed. There's an addition. There's an addition tonight, and it is one. It is one. The great Ryan Witowski. Let's give it up for Jay Binkley and Ryan Witowski. Wachowski. I had voice attacks. I decided So I have to admit something to you. I was obviously very surprised you came out tonight. I'm very grateful you're here because this is the first time you've ever joined our show. But – on the way here, Jay did text me and say, hey, I'm bringing Wachowski. So I do. Hell, dude? I told you to keep it secret. <laughs> I'm not trying to snitch, but it's a funny story. If you just said Wachowski, I wouldn't tell you. But I, I started Googling what the hell a Wachowski is because <laughs> I know you're not last name. And I'm like, what the hell is a Wachowski? What, what, bring me strippers? Like, what, or something. what is happening here? Because he texted and said, hey, we're bringing a surprise. Loser or something. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell he was talking about, so I was Googling. So I just put Wachowski with a question mark. Yeah, that's what I meant. It was a, it was a, I was speaking into my phone. <laughs> Wachowski. So you're now Ryan Wachowski. Yeah, so well, congratulations on that. Thank you for spoiling the surprise. <laughs> I didn't mean to get you in the doghouse. I just had to tell him that No, story. I wanted Lance to this know. This guy can't keep his mouth shut. No, I can't <laughs> keep a secret. Here's the thing. I wanted Lance to know that we're going to have – we needed an extra mic, and I need just wanted to get him a heads up that for God knows he, how much pizza you Ryan, he was, he was looking out for me. <laughs> I wanted to make sure he wasn't going to order it because like, oh, you're he's coming. The extra pizza. Yeah, beer. <laughs> he was looking out for me, man. My yeah. best interest. So, right. so let it let it slide. All right. He wants to treat everybody well. Which, by the way, my guy Wachowski, not Wachowski, uh, brought us uh, Apex Ale Works from Independence, and my God, this beer is good, man. What's Thank you so much. Finest right there. Thank you so, so much. He's for shout been out there all day. So shout out, man. I have. I've been there since about noon, and we're recording this. What time is it right now? Uh, Seven thirty. <laughs> if I was in so, a dealership for three and a half hours, I'd come and got you. Let's see but how this whole thing is going to turn out. It's, I think it's already turned out great, so I can't wait for so this far, to continue so to roll downhill. Well, uh, we're going to get right to some uh, Chiefs topics because that's the reason why I got my guys over here, besides just the pizza and beer. Um, I want to get right to some ideas, but before I get to some chief stuff, I actually want to give you guys my little, uh, it's a small little segment I wanted to bring up because I told you Jay, uh, Jay, uh, yesterday, I believe it was about my John Gruden theory. Mm -hmm. And and it's, and and obviously it's tongue in cheek, but I find it funny that, and ironic, quite frankly, that John Gruden was so big on Patrick Mahomes when Patrick Mahomes was coming out of the draft (laughs) and talking about how this guy was going to be the truth. He was one of the first ones in the, in the major media that was actually praising him well just remember this about gruden mm-hmm. he does that with everybody yeah <laughs> like he was praised the next week but he likes every everybody mm-hmm. oh, yeah. let me tell you about this guy i like yeah, this guy yeah. let me tell you about this guy, I, right love this guy. I love this guy i love this guy i haven't seen him crap on anybody because he knew he's gonna be in the NFL. I tell you, what, man. I tell you yeah. what man no he, 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 Derek Carr. he didn't like Derek Carr. that's pretty good actually i tell you what man yeah 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 no, see, and my, my thing was, I, I get that. I do. He, he loves everybody. Yeah, that's true. But th- he went into specific details with him about why he was going to be a franchise quarterback, the specialty of Patrick Mahomes. And th- 
the thing about it is it almost feels like he took the Raiders job to ensure that Patrick Mahomes is going to continue to win the AFC West, <laughs> man, because you knew that John Green, <laughs> he, he has all those favors with Andy Reid. They go way back. Patrick Mahomes was his guy going into the draft. Him. In ten million a year, I mean, you're yeah, hundred million dollars over a decade. I just think it's we'll funny. It, last it almost feels like he's ensuring the fact that Patrick Mahomes is going to continue to dominate this division. I just think that's hilarious, man. But <laughs> but to get into um, something that I brought up in our Twitter account yesterday, um, for some reason, I feel like Patrick Mahomes is going to be somewhat compared to Drew Brees more than some other quarterbacks as his career continues because of the statistical phenomenon that Patrick Mahomes is and should continue to be. For a myriad of reasons. Drew Brees has five, five, five times in his career he's thrown for more than 5,000 yards in his career. And obviously Patrick Mahomes in one full season as a starter has already done so. So I started to ask myself, and I want to ask the table today, and this includes Wachowski. Um, <laughs> how many times, in your guys' opinion, I know obviously we're forecasting a long career. We're projecting Patrick to have a long, successful career. But I just want to get it real quick. What do you guys think? Do you do you do you foresee Patrick Mahomes potentially getting up to five seasons where he has over five thousand yards? Bink, let's go with you. Yeah, it's the new NFL. It's just so different. I mean, even Stafford threw for five thousand at one point. I think it's the new norm. I just think the game has changed. It's become such a spread league. The passing has become so evident. I have no doubt he throws for over five thousand several times, and it could be, you know. Three years down the road where the defense, you know, takes another step back. And he has to. He has to keep throwing that. And he doesn't have to this year because I do think this defense is better. But Lance, I even went back to his – Texas Tech, right? <laughs> his defense was 128 out of 128. That's back when there was 128 D1 teams, not 130. Right. They were 128th dead last in scoring defense. Okay? So that's Texas Tech. So then I went back to his high school days, Max Preps. Why'd you wink at me right there? <laughs> because this is the geeky He's stuff. He's like, I'm about to drop some things. knowledge. <laughs> Y'all saw that. Wink, I saw it. Right? I saw it. It was nothing about Continue. the wink other than <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were going to call me geek. Be all your little sound drop. You guys are playing snore, the geek. I was listening. I got it back, bro. You got a wink. Well, anyway, so his junior and senior year, I didn't look at during the regular season. It didn't matter. I looked at his last playoff game, Texas high school bracket for Texas high school state playoffs. In his junior and senior year, he had scored 60 and 50. Mm-hmm. He even threw one for 619 yards and running for 45 in a game. They lost both of them. Scoring 60 and 50. And it got me thinking, has he ever had a defense? I mean, he probably had to go back to Pee Wee football He's used or to Pop it, Warner. Yeah. I'm surprised you don't have the numbers from his Pop Warner. I, they're not accessible. But they're not, oh. I mean, I this max preps for the high school stuff and i'm lucky they're on max preps right Um, you're lucky they're on so i was able to to get them luckily i still have my sign in for it Um, the lord for max i used to do a lot of high school football and that's one of my sources if they're a max preps team but luckily white house was where he played not the michael irvin white house not to be uh Confused with that. Fair enough. Uh, like, Fair enough. Because you know we would all got confused. None with that of us one. were thinking that. By the way, <laughs> but, you but the regardless, reference. regardless, he'll have opportunities where maybe the defense takes a step back at some point, and he might even have to do it this year. I think this defense can be much better. But if these corners, yeah. you know, don't prove anything, he just doesn't seem like he has that governor. He didn't seem like he has that kill switch. Right. He's got the killer instinct, yes. but not the kill switch. Whereas, and he's got the killer weapons. He doesn't know how to right. tone it down. I mean, That's, he's just score right. points. Right. He's going to keep throwing downfield and putting up touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And maybe the Chiefs are more predicated to running the football at times to kind of, 
you know, drain the clock because I do think that the kind of that mode to stop the Chiefs was evident once you got towards the later part of the season. Mm. Where teams played keep away with the Chiefs. Yeah. That was one of the things time of possession. That seems to be the only way to do it. Seahawks tried doing the Patriots right. did at the playoff game. Patriots hit the ball more mm-hmm. in the first half than the Chiefs did the, the entire game. game. Right. It was keep away. And the Chiefs almost won. I mean, if you can keep Mahomes and Kelsey and the group on the sideline, you have more of a chance by kind of dumbing the game down in time of possession. So is he going to throw for five, 5,000 yards? <laughs> yes. Yes. I told you right off the bat. <laughs> he's going, question, I told man. you right off the bat he was. I was given a detailed explanation. After all, he gave me He gave me pizza and beer, and I'm going to answer the question fully. I respect that. Hey, not Look, pizza or beer. I probably would have given him a one-word answer. <laughs> All right, let me get this. For so a sit there and shut up, and you give him your answer. <laughs> let me. Get I this gave for a minute. detailed answer. Let me see if I You're going to get your money's worked out of me. See if I can give you a coherent response. <laughs> so after seven beers, I see. think that honestly, like Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid were the perfect marriage, yeah. right? Yeah. And so for him to be able to throw for five thousand yards was largely dependent. And I would never, in a million years, say Patrick Mahomes is a system quarterback. No, but I think that what he did was largely dependent on him having Andy Reid there. So when you ask, is he going to throw for five, 5,000 yard seasons? I think it's largely dependent on how long Andy Reid stays in Kansas city. I mean, if he's the guy that's scheming up these pat plays that we hear all about, right? Like if he's the guy that's going to be there, yeah, I think he's, he's, he's destined to throw for a ton of them. How long Andy Reid stays in the league? Like what, Who's to say that we don't win a Super Bowl this season? Right. And well, he signed through like, 2021, you know but I can see them taking another one. Yeah. To add more than He's one. He's extending Andy Reid's career. No Andy, yeah. Reid, Andy Reid cares about his legacy. He's yes. seventh all time in wins, right. regular season, postseason. He needs that ring. That's all. He may, need, he may want another one. I yeah. mean, how much. Why not be time? greedy? Oh, no, no. Like, this, is keep him rolling. this is to be the birth of a dynasty, no doubt. Like, how much time Pat needs with Andy Reid to really develop into that guy right. that can do it with him? might have you seen the best of him. And again, never would call him a system quarterback because I think his talent Transcends that. This is definitely that, not like, a Belichick Brady situation. Mahomes. Well, and I think I think the adoption. Yeah. I think the adoption of the NFL adopting the air raid offense. Now the air raid. I think air, more air raid spread offense quarterbacks can come into this league and, and succeed now. Well, I mean, no. you see, no question. You see a continued emphasis. Yeah, yeah. You see a continued emphasis too on protecting the quarterback right. with the rules that they make, protecting wide receivers with the rule that they make. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd be a fool at this point not to at least look forward and say, you know what, I can exploit this weakness in the way that the rules are set up. By having more and more passing in my game, and we see it yeah, over the PIs. Like you're, like you're seeing right now too. Like, look how many guys are holding out of the running back position. You're seeing an over devaluation at the running back position, Absolutely. where it's becoming more and more a passing league. And I wouldn't be completely shocked well, to we've see seen more that. than ever running backs getting more receiving yards and receptions more than ever. Hundred percent, man. You know I mean, why? you're seeing guys are running fun. back. It makes being it fun your, to watch. Yeah, they're being your third, fourth best option in the receiving yeah, game as well. Thousand, thousand threat guys. Have you seen these wide receivers now? They're different. A lot of them are more built. Stocky wise, you know, like a running back, yeah, or even smaller, be, lighter guys are able to succeed. You're now seeing more bulked up dudes, more bulked up dudes. Right. Odell Beckham, they're saying he could have been a great running back at right. LSU. Shows receiver. The good Tyreek Hill was a running speed. back. Yeah. Speed is becoming the talent more of a valuable is thing becoming now. wide receivers. Right. More, more longevity in your career. You're not taking the pounding of a 300 yeah. hit season. My man and said you can longevity. Longevity. <laughs> 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 can somebody give him another beer? So he'll shut up. I'm gonna go cop a beer. We need to get. We need to Trev, get a bang. Trev, does does, does does Patrick Mahomes get yeah. close or? Man, he has irritated me all week. <laughs> I still got to work with him Monday. Ding, ding, ding. No, I, 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 well, why can't he take a vacation like hey, the rest of them? For what it's worth, I, I I texted both you guys this. Yes, I think it was yesterday. I texted both you and Witzowski. I said, 
I, I would love it. And if it was my way, I would love it if you guys had your own show. Because I think eventually there's gonna be some two pieces thrown in that radio. In that, in that well, Bob studio. and Josh took it off. Why couldn't he have taken it off? <laughs> can I be real? Can I be real? One time, Binkley called me a pussy off air, <laughs> and I thought we was about should to have been on air. We was we was about long, to you remember that was on the first day. How long? This is the first yeah. day. No, 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 no. What's up, pussy? Yeah, right. Hi, I'm Binkley. What's your name, pussy? Was our intern. Yeah. And Kent's is like, oh my god, these guys hate each other. Like three times too. You did it three times, bro. It was. Why was I? What was I mad about? What was I mad about? Three we times. Let, we letting it all. What happen. was I mad about? <laughs> I don't even remember. I was obviously bad. I don't even remember. I was very upset. Well, obviously don't you don't remember. remember, so it must not have been that big of a deal. We weren't talking spread offenses. Well, and, and you don't you <laughs> we don't were you clearly not. And what I hear is that you uh, I think it's I think it's Likens you send a middle finger to every every day or every something. Day. Like, every uh, day. Well, yeah. he sends it. Yeah. He yeah. sends one. It's our terms. He deserves it though. No, but that's like a it's like a friendship thing. Yeah. Like I always kind of like when you call your friends. I always send. They send me one too. When Dusty and Nick are at the studio when I'm doing a show. They'll walk in there and do this to me, <laughs> and so it's more of a Stone return the favor so, type of thing. Let's get let's yes. get to, so you you see it you foresee Patrick Mahomes surpassing that see, amount. I, that's the most yeah. all time. I don't see it not being a possibility. Okay. I, I think it's more of a possibility than it's not. But like the way that the league's trending, with right. you want to say six thousand? Don't you? I think he could push. Let's out. Do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's so, do it. Well, let's look. Let's look at this for a second. Let's let's he keeps these weapons around. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because before. Um, Drew Brees was getting five thousand. He did it three years in a row. Mm-hmm. People forget that he did that three years in a row. And he doesn't have near. He Before have that, it was almost yeah. unforeseen that anybody can hit five thousand yards. It's almost Drew Brees in twenty eleven, eight eight years ago. Drew Brees threw for over fifty four hundred yards. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes barely eclipsed five thousand last season. And Drew Brees is one of the quarterbacks that throws to his running backs more right. than anybody else. And Drew Brees was like thirty right. thirty one at that time, right? So he was in the prime of his career. Patrick Holmes isn't even in his prime yet. He was still learning the game of football last year yeah. and, and still surpassed 5,000 yards. My thing is I think that he will make the 5,000 marker the norm, where if he doesn't get that, it's going to be like, man, they must have either had a really good defensive season or he he got hurt or something. 4,000 like would be coming damn near the league average. That, right, right. You're, you're getting you average quarterbacks at 4,000 yards. He got so many yards because he, yeah, he had Kirk Cousins out here sleeping. He well, scored 50 points and lose. He this. scored 40 I, points and lose. Right. Yes. He had he had to have that mentality. Like, he had to take his Texas Tech right. Red Raider mentality I said that last, to the Chiefs. Three, right. had three or four episodes ago, I said that every single one of Patrick Mahomes' touchdowns last year were necessary. Even in the Bengals oh, yeah. game, even yeah. in the Bengals game, they beat the shit out of them. Well, that yeah. game was a statement game because back then the Bengals were pre- like they were four and one at the time. They were they were a playoff. You know, I was talking about the Bengals, oh, right? Yeah. And they went there and beat the shit out of them. Arrowhead. I was there at that game. The that was a statement game, right? So not totally often, not often where the, the Chiefs were never blown out all season, and they never really blew out anybody else. So my point was is that every single touchdown Patrick threw last year was necessary. I don't know if that's going to be the case this year. I don't think, however, that Andy Reid is going to stop him from going out there and getting his because that's what Patrick is. That's what makes him great is to be able to make the plays. But uh, this is also unless they're up thirty-five to seventeen and not thirty-five to thirty-one, where sure. it was last year, thirty-five sure. to thirty-two. Right. If they get up thirty-five to you know seventeen, the they're, they're going to run the ball more. Right. You might yeah. even see Chad Henney in the fourth quarter at times if they're up thirty-five yeah. to yeah. ten. Well, this is my no, thing. I, no, he, yeah, he, he get four thousand. If they're up a good, if they're up a good twenty-five points, something like that, yeah. in the fourth quarter, yeah, <laughs> do it. Chad but you said thirty-five seventeen. Yeah, he'd yeah. yeah. be in the game. Somewhere. <laughs> but last year, he was close. Is Chad Henne a viable fantasy option? Beakley, that's the question. Maybe you said thirty-five seventeen. That's interesting. You said thirty-five You might be right about that. You might be. Hold on. You might be right about that. About thirty-five seventeen. Here's the thing. That's still five touchdowns, right? Yes. So that means that three or four of those could be hits. 
So even if he's being relented at 35 points and he's doing that almost week in and week out, that's still 50 touchdowns I think a season. His numbers could be that's what I'm this saying. Year, man. Can you believe we're even talking about this? With the Chiefs I, that's exactly what I told them last week. I said, this is why I know Patrick Mahomes is special. This is why I know Patrick Mahomes is special because we have Dan Patrick and Colin Coward and all these major national guys that are slow to give him, uh, guys like him credit to sit there on their own shows and say, well, I don't know if he can get 50 touchdowns again. How many times have you heard a quarter, somebody talk about a quarterback and say that? Yeah. I don't know he if he can do it again. 45 touchdowns. We never heard them say that about Brady or Peyton Manning when both of them did it. Yeah. We didn't sit here and go, you know, could they do it again? That was kind of like one of those things like, man, they had a really special season in their 30s. Now we're looking at a guy that's 23, soon to be 24, and we're thinking, can he do it again? Man, I don't know. And they, yep. they sit here on a segment and talk yep. about it on the shows that millions of people are listening to every day. That's how great he is. Well, that's I mean, what when you separates come out him. the gate that way, like that's the bar that you set. Yes. And again, you know, I go back to this, like, like how long is Andy Reid going to be with Patrick Mahomes? Because as long as he is together with him, like, I think that's the sky's the limit. Yeah. Like, you know, we heard, uh, you know, Brian Baldinger on the, sh- on, uh, on the drive this week talking about how, like, Andy Reid importing more things and how when he was in Philly and T.O. came there, like, he totally modified the way that speed, he worked. Speed, 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 man. Like, that's one of Andy Reid's biggest strengths is being able to look at, at the guys that he has and Get go, him in space. This is the best way that I can utilize this 53 guys that I have together. Or even, you know, just talking about his offense. Like, this is the best way that I can utilize these guys on offense and say, you know what, I'm going to maximize what I have. Like, Going into the season, let's face it, like the running game is not what you thought it was right. last year. So when when it comes down to like, can he beat what he did last season or can he best what he did last season? Just look at the running game. Like, do you honestly think that that's where the touchdowns are going to come from? Now, maybe it comes in the passing game, but that still goes right on the Pat's record. So when you talk about can he hit 50 and 5,000, I think. The he fact could be, that he the could running shot, game yeah. is where it's at. Plus, he could be a shotgun every play. Yeah, spread everybody out. Coming into the season right. with How a hamstring injury. Are you going to stop it? Are you going to stop? Yeah. Well, even like, if you get your touchdowns, yeah. is it going to come via the pass? He, is it going to come via the run? I don't right. think Andy Reid cares Right, and even, even let's say let's say Kareem Hunt was still on this team. We're, we're talking about a guy who at max, because the, 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 the run game has changed so much in the NFL. You're talking about at max, you're going to get a running back. He gets 13 touchdowns, 14 touchdowns rushing. That's going to be your league leader on a normal basis now, as opposed to back in early two thousands. Guys are at twenty five to twenty eight. Success was coming through the passing game too, as well. We right, so that's my point. So even if Kareem was on this team right now, I don't think that Patrick's numbers are going to be dippy right. because Kareem was so great in the back, coming out of the backfield, catching those routes, like you just said. Right. So right. I don't think it changes. I, I mean, think, I think the biggest question overall is: Do you think this offense scoring wise, like scoring red offense, zone, right. do you think this is going to be different from last year? Oh. Because the biggest like. Like, do you have a goal line back, or are you going to throw it in from four yards? Spread yeah. everybody right. out. Because right. well, even, well, even the guy – don't, don't forget the, the top five yeah. highest scoring averages teams. The, the, the Broncos, Broncos, the Squirrels, is 13, uh, 37.9. The top five, all those teams had had a theme. They lost. They, they don't have yeah. a ring. The highest right. scoring teams didn't have a ring. you got to have a defense. Yep. And I, I think that's the biggest thing At least with defense. Mahomes. I think people are sleeping on When they talk about the Chiefs, they're not bringing up the defense. And people say – can Mahomes get better? He's getting better because you're, you're seeing a better defensive front, and you're seeing Tyron Matthew in, in, in the secondary. And Mahomes even saying, he said it way back in minicamp, the defense is getting after it. They're giving me new looks. They're giving – like every day he's challenged. He was playing against the Chiefs defense the last couple yeah, of years. He's got guys that are getting mouthy with him. And I have to wonder if they had the Chiefs a little skepticism, you know, seeing him just destroy – the Chiefs defense in practice because right. they Tearing suck. Souls out. Can right. he do this against a real defense? Because he's just rolling these yeah. guys and doing nasty things to them. Well, he's getting challenged now. That only makes you better when you see that consistency each and every day in practice with Spagnola, 
throwing new looks at you. They're trying to confuse Pat Mahomes. Got a little more creativity, a better coaching staff on defense. Where we've seen the offensive coaches like Peterson and Nagy and soon to be the enemy go off to greater things. Right. Uh, the defense has never had this. Now they've got Brendan Daly with three rings on the defensive line. Right. He's got he, he's going to be a defensive coordinator head coach. Matt House clearly will be Hold the came over his linebacker. Yeah. You know, he helped Aaron Donald when he was in Pittsburgh in college. We can see him as a defense court. They finally have promotable people that want to get promoted and they're going to do as good a job because they're going to look great. Yeah. When this defense goes from where it was to where I think it can be. That goes on your resume. Yeah. Oh my God, you guys fixed the Chiefs defense in a year. Mm. It was the it was the perfect situation because you had nowhere to go but up. Right, nowhere to go but up. Oh, you know, Spags will be getting some offers for head coach <laughs> positions if we win a ring this year. Absolutely. Well, I don't know if he wants it. I think no, no, I don't know. I'm yeah, just I saying, think you Spags, know, he's, get some offers, he's going to, but I think he's if, if resigned like a Dom Capers. Defense moves up like ten spots. You, know, you go to, you realize you got to know your role at some yeah. point. Oh, for sure. And you're, you're highly paid. And something you said, Wikowski, you were talking about how. Um, Andy Reid in his career and, and what what's going to come of how long he's going to be here. For me, you know, I've, I've been thinking about that a lot because I think he'll be 61 this season, if I'm not mistaken, because he turned 60 last year, unless I'm completely mistaken. The point is, he is getting there up in age. But for the first time in Andy Reid's career, unlike Bill Belichick and some of these other coaches like Sean Payton, who is getting up there in age now too. Yeah, he's 61. 61, okay. And I think Bill Belichick will be 67 this season. These guys are still coaching as long as they are because of the quarterback position and situation they have. So, and for what it's worth, that's actually the age Vic Fangio coached his first game. There so. you go. <laughs> that's, that's a very interesting. Yeah, and he's acting like it, right? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Some of the quotes he said last night it was, it was no hilarious. But practice, come on, baby. but I, yeah. I do think I don't think it's crazy. I think it's actually more likely that Andy Reid's going to coach for another four or five years than only coach for another couple. The reason why I say and it has nothing to do with whether they win a Super Bowl or not, because I agree with you, Binkley. I think that Andy Reid is not in this for one ring. I think he wants multiple. He does. I don't well, think he wants to be one of those guys who gets one ring is out. I assume, too, like, look, I, I would never say that, like, his job's easy. Yeah. But with Patrick Mahomes, it has to be a little bit easier, yes. right? No and question. So, it's, like Ned Smith, it's like Ned Yost with HDH. You, know? you get through six innings yeah. and the game's over. I mean, imagine. But those cats in. Imagine how much more. Imagine how much more Andy had to scheme and make things right for Alex Smith right. as opposed to Patrick. Like yeah, how much easier? Oh, he had the You're 100 right. His job has gotten so much easier. Like dude. to be able to do that and to be, you know, in this mode that he's been for so long in his career. Like think about how hard his job had to be to make Alex Smith look like. For seven weeks in, in what was it, 2017, 2018, yes. 2017? Yes. Alex Smith was an MVP candidate. Right. Like, how? think about how hard your job <laughs> has to be. And look, nothing against Alex Think about how hard your job has to be to make Alex Smith look. You know what? He should have been prepared. You know what his coaches right, right. were? Urban Meyer, Jim Harbaugh, Andy Reid. Those are some pretty damn good coaches. Yeah. Alex Smith so when everybody talks about the, all the OCs he had, right. look at his head coach. His head I don't coach want to hear about the OCs. I, I can't help but think that your job has to get exponentially easier right. when you have a talent like Patrick Mahomes. I agree. Right. And, and for him, and, you know, again, I, like I keep going back to these Pat plays because I get super excited about the concept <laughs> that he's like been, you know, sitting on the John scribbling on he's like napkins and shit. Like, well, I, I think it's the same cool, thing. Right? I read a story on Bill Walsh. He'd be at the dinner with his wife and he would grab the Oh, I'm sure she loved that. Andy Reid seems like, you know, He's at the restaurant with his wife where he carries post-it notes and he thinks of right. Pat He wakes I'm up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Convinced. He's like, you know, like, hey, Siri, remind me to, like, he's <laughs> Andy Reid so much fun. Give me that breadstick real quick. Second about these, or he's watching, like, college he's, football. Football. he's watching college football and going back and do this. He ran so many Texas Tech plays, Andy Reid. I mean, those yeah. croutons. Because that's what Tech did. Gary Patterson at TCU before they played Tech on a Thursday night. 
They went back and watched Chiefs game film for the RPOs to get ready for Texas Tech. That's how much Andy Reid awesome. was using that. Kingsbury can send uh, Mahomes a card. And that's why, head coach. that's why Andy I Reed. wanted Kingsbury yeah. here, by yeah. the way, because I, I thought yeah. he was going to get fired. Yeah. I didn't think he'd be a head coach. I wanted him here as a quarterback coach or something. Man, it's making it way more fun. That's why. That's why Andy Reid is the. I'm not just saying this. I'm not just saying this. Hey, I'm not just saying this to say that Andy Reid is a very handsome man. Oh, he no doubt. His voice too is very handsome. Now Lance has one. I'm so pissed at guys that get that jawline. By the way, for like on a totally different subject, I don't know what. Oh, the moms would swoop. What can I do to do that? Like, is there a workout I can do to get that jawline? Like Bill Snyder walk into the living room and the mom would be like, "No." He'd come walking in. She's like, "You're going to tech." Botox in the jaw. So this is okay. silicone. I, I, I'm not just saying this because Andy Reid is our coach here in Kansas City, and he's Patrick Mahomes' coach. I truly do believe he is the perfect coach. I think Sean Payton would have done really well with them. I think other coaches would have probably done really well with them. I think Andy Reid was the perfect coach for for for, uh, for Patrick Mahomes, and I do believe that that's going to extend not only Andy Reid's career, but I do think it's going to extend Patrick's career as well because he's going to teach him the things that are going to get him into year 12, 13, 14, 15, and, for, and furthermore because he's teaching him things quicker than most other quarterbacks learned. And I think that Andy Reid is so ahead of his time because – or always learns to stay ahead of time because he was one of those coaches – in my opinion, that finally got it, that you have to adjust your team to the quarterback as opposed to the other way around. Because you yeah. saw a lot of guys that were busts because they were trying to fit them in a system yeah. as opposed to let them be Don't the system. The square into the round exactly. Hole. So that's what they realized. Patrick, you, you, they changed this offense a lot from Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes. There are similarities because it's a Reed style, right. but that you can see the night and day differences of how he spreads this well, offense. That's what Reed's done with all the quarterbacks. It's also right. interpreted. Nick Foles yeah. interpreted the playbook different than yes. Alex Smith. Yes, yes. As yes. we saw in the Annapolis games, he's going downfield. Same plays. Mm-hmm. It's just how he interpreted, you know, the play. And then finally, Alex did. Or maybe the options are mixed. Maybe more. the options vary too. Who's your first option yeah. depending on who the quarterback is? You know? Yeah. So, 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 being, you say he will he will throw more than five five thousand yard seasons. Oh, I think it's inevitable. Witowski, you're saying the same. Trevor, you're I saying think it's that. Inevitable, yeah. I think it's inevitable as well. I don't think. I it's mean, I think it's just relying on on how long he's paired with yes. these perfect mix, right? right? Like, especially with Travis Kelsey in the tight end position. I, I mean, again, you know, Binkley and I were going back and forth about this this morning. Like, to me, you know, if Patrick Mahomes is that guy that's going to make everybody around him better, like, how long until you start saying, "Hey, let's spend money on the defensive side of the ball. Let's stop investing heavily free agent wise, and let's just draft yeah. and let guys walk offensively," because, like. I hate to go to the Patriots, but like the Patriots model is what you want, right? Like the Patriots model of, of, uh, you know, 95th overall is your best skill position at like what, uh, Julian system that works. It's not broken. That's the thing that you want. That's what you strive for in football. You want to overpay a quarterback (laughs) or give him like, you want to have the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. And then you want to have a whole bunch of dudes that are just like willing bodies. Right. And and, and let them play out the rookie deals. Let, you know, maybe let them pick up a franchise. And you want to zig when they zag. Guess who ran for 130, 140 yards a game in the playoffs? They did. This whole offense, offense, offense right. in this league. He held the the the, the first, the second, the sixth highest scoring teams in the league to combine ten points in the playoffs. Yeah, they played defense and ran the football. They yep. did. They went old school. They actually played conventional football in one round. Yeah, Tom Brady had two touchdowns and three interceptions in the playoffs. Yeah, we, we've proven not. We don't. And need they got an to the quarterback in our, they in our offense. To the quarterback. They 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 totally right. started playing. Just football when they get to the postseason. I love it, guys. Well, we're gonna we're gonna come back in a second, guys. Got to take a break real quick, but I got a couple more uh, topics I want to get uh, Jay and Witowski's uh, thoughts on it about a, a potential superstar Why player in a dream. Again, he winks dude. again. He winks again. <laughs> you don't have to do what, that. Which of these superstars player or these top tier players that I'm I'm gonna name off? Would you rather have on the <laughs> roster? And 
Would you rather have Travis Kelsey or Tony Gonzalez on this current Travis Chiefs Kelsey. roster? We'll get back to that after this. <laughs> you wrote Casey Hemp Company, your most trusted CBD provider in Kansas City, shipping nationwide. Ancient plant for a new age health. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Casey Hemp Co. Commandeer is Kansas City's alternative apparel brand. They make unique Kansas City themed clothing and accessories with a countercultural apparel. Find them online at commandeerbrand.com or follow them at commandeerbrand on Instagram or Facebook. This is the Spoken Podcast, segment number two. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the KC Beard Coast Studios with my guys, Eddie Ortiz and Trevor Twidwell. What up? And our awesome guests. Uh, we've been sitting here between segments just uh, laughing back and forth, having beers. My guys, Jay Binkley and Ryan Witowski. What's up, guys? Jay has the hiccups because I don't know why. Is it because you're chewing over there? What is going on? No, actually, I'm not. It's just the combination of eating pizza fast between these breaks. Uh, shout out to the <laughs> at least you have breaks. Pizza. He does these commercial free half hours. Yeah, what's sometimes up? I have to pee. Why don't you get? Why don't you let Bink pee? Dude? We have commercials. I was listening. I was listening this morning. He's like, "Hey, can I go pee now?" He's like, "Yeah." So I was taking a break. Binkley has the bladder the size of a wall. But I drink all those energy drinks, and all of a sudden they hit me, and I got to go. Which, by the way, Trevor was going to speak some sense into you because Trevor's kind of like a nutritionalist. He wants to kind of give you a little bit we of. We can uh, talk. I could use that, Trevor. You look yeah. like you're in very good shape. Actually, yeah. you have two five people bangs, right here. You have two people right here. You can Is do a lot of work on your heart. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, that's like. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a health nut. That's like a thousand grams of. Here's the thing, though. If Wachowski had lost weight, would it be as funny? Because here's the thing. I'm not kidding. I have a theory. I have a theory. And I know this is for radio. Think Come about on, it, though. man. Think about it, though. Fat people are just funny. Mike and Molly would have never been a funny show if they were like 160 pounds, would it? That's true. It was that funny because they're more fat. For what it's worth, Chris if Farley, you never yeah. told people I was fat, they would never know. Right. Now everyone knows. <laughs> like, God I, damn like it. Most people, when they see me, they're like, you just sound you look nothing like you sound. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, I don't know what that even means. It means they thought you look svelte and they thought I think you thought you were handsome. I think I'm going to be skinny because I don't have Your like... voice is so hot. Like, like fat guy cheeks, you know, like... You got jowls. I Hey, do you, do you carry the sweat rag in the in the studio? No, not in the studio. Okay, okay. Because I know you talked about the fat rag. Outdoors, yeah, I you talked about the fat rag. I have a fat rag. You like band down the river skit? That's not funny if he's... Thin. That is true. It's a lot of freaking dogs. Your yeah. belly's in that, that's that is funny. true. John Belushi. Yeah. If he was 140 and the shirt was tucked in, John he's not laughing yeah. at that. But you're not funny at all. <laughs> huh? You're not funny at all. What? Well, not every fat guy's funny. That's fair. These are knowledgeable, man. I'm funny to you. I love how, like, we, hey, we've you literally transplanted your guys' you show and, like, put it right in. I love this. This is, like, an extension of what this morning I'm ten was. Sometimes funny to you. The funny thing is, I would rip on him. And then he would come back and rip on me, and the text line was just crushing him. They thought he was being mean. Even though I kept adding in stuff yeah, like, I don't really know with Merrifield never struggles, kind of like Ryan struggles in daily life. I kept doing it. But we didn't get it up. They were very mean Why to are we not live streaming this? Week? I don't know, man. We should be going Facebook Live on this, but I don't know if we want to do we that. We didn't have a snort, but we didn't know what to do. All right, so we're going to talk some sports now. Uh, I, 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 I teased it. I just sports. Ryan Wachowski, you got jowls. I'm hey, guys. Hey, guys. I hope I sound fat now. <laughs> 610 Sports Radio. I don't know that. You you're seven beards. Do I sound down your skinnier? Like, close your eyes. Do you think I sound skinnier? You go run a lap around the couch, then sit back down. Put that pizza in your mouth, you'll sound. This, by the way, toppers. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, what shout out. Barbecue pizza, but it's, it's good. Woo. All right. So I'm going to go around the table. I'm going to go around the table. I just need to get this real quick from you guys because I have an interesting thought on this. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Sorry, Lance. We have work to do here. He's so, like, you're fine. Okay, Mick, I'll, I'll start with you again. Let's be serious for a second. Honestly, on a, on a serious note, there's been a lot of talk, and I've been hearing it. And I, and I look, it, it's so different for me to understand. Like, I see both sides of it, but I want to get your thoughts thoughts on this. 
in this offense, in this particular offense, do you believe that Tony Gonzalez would be better for this team or would it be Travis Kelsey because of the fact that they both are so different, but they both have been so effective consistently in their career in their own way? Which one do you think would be more effective in this offense? Which one do you think would be the better player for Patrick Mahomes? Travis Kelsey, the, uh, just, just the way he extends plays, the yards after the catch. I think he's a better blocker, actually. Than, than Tony Gonzalez was, but he's had three straight years of a thousand yards. Only Olsen's done that. If he gets a thousand yards this year, which is no question, he will with Pat Mahomes as quarterback. First tight end ever to do that. And yet think about, you know, what's gone on in the game. And it, I, I will say this though, Tony Gonzalez played with bad quarterbacks. He did. Yeah. I mean, it was a for rotating the, the door part. quarterback with Kansas City. I mean, Kansas City's Mediocre never had a quarterback. Kansas City's bad. never had a quarterback. But Kelsey was good with Alex Smith. But, Alex Smith made a lot of tight ends. Chris Vernon Davis, you know, playing in San Francisco, that was always his Alex Smith has a good, Alex Smith has a good Davis personally. Alex Smith right has there. a good track record with tight ends. Growing to tight ends. Right. And so Trevor Kelsey was obviously going to prosper. But the right. touchdowns you mentioned up Davis? with uh, Pat Mahomes had a great year touchdown-wise. Pat Mahomes looks for him in the red zone, as he should. Yeah. And uh, I think he gets better and better with Mahomes, to be honest with you. I right. think the best is yet to come. With Travis Kelsey. So my answer is I'd take Kelsey over Gonzalez. I mean, I do think you're right about the fact that Travis Kelsey is much better in the running game. But I think that where you're going in the future, like how much do you genuinely need that tight end to fulfill that position? And let's face it, like the tight end in this team is the number two offense in, in, or number two weapon in the offense, right? Like, we can all accept that. That's, yeah. like, that's your number two pass. I mean, it's really close to one. Yeah. I mean, it's like I, one I, A, one B. Like, as far as target like, share, as he's, much as I like Travis Kelsey, and I think his game is over 100 rest, catches, like, 103. I think he's a target leader the last two years. Yeah. I, I legitimately think that Tony Gonzalez was a better route runner, and he just worked better Ooh. in traffic than Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's had some problems working in yeah. traffic. Like, and you hands, get him wide open. Hands. And, and look, no, no, no knocks against Travis right. Kelsey and his ability to route run. Like, I think he is the best, if not top. Two three yep. in the NFL, like there's yeah. no argument. It's taking him some that. time to make no mistake too. about it. Tyree Kill helped Travis Kelsey. Tyree Kill's yeah. ability to oh, double Tyree ten, Kill help anybody. take men yeah. down the field, helps our running game. Pulls the safeties away. It helps yeah. Travis yeah. Kelsey. Yeah. Tyree Kill single-handedly helps him so much. And I think Watkins helped him too. Having yes. Yes. and Watkins, I think yeah. Hardman adds another element Speed down the field. But Kelsey, you can't double everybody, and that's the problem. Right, remember that, remember that playoff game against the Patriots? Remember the playoff game against the Patriots? He was the only healthy guy we had. He was. Option number one, that one on the road a couple years ago when they went to New England. Kelsey was the only option we had. Well, he was option Belichick, number one because everybody else was getting And Belichick took him out of the game. You're going to give Belichick one thing to think about, you're done. Right. But if you have Hill, if you have Kelsey, if you have Watkins, if you have Harmon, you got all these weapons to work at, you can't take everybody out. Right. But the Chiefs were lame ducks in that Patriots game because that was all they had because Macklin was banged up. And that was, that was the only thing they had at that point. And you knew that Belichick was going to find a way – to take him out of the game. I just feel like like pure receiver, like working in traffic, Tony Gonzalez was – He was more of a technician. He really was, man. And like, get his spots the way and that he would ball. be able to – like. Especially he was the, the guy that, that 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 originally brought in the let's look at basketball players oh, right? yeah. because of the Lock way that he was able Oh, Tony Gonzalez played basketball. Yeah, he's like Mahomes. Yeah, and Tony Gates played baseball. You know that? Actually, Tony Gates is a basketball player too. I don't know if you guys knew this. Also, so no one talks about Tony Graham. He was big ten year old. He was a giant ten year old. Dude, no, he was a ten year old man. I don't he was your size being at man ten child. years old. He, did, he had pubes at ten Yeah, he had pubes. He had, a, he had an ankle chin. clinker at that time. He had a big old bush. big old red up there. <laughs> he could love being red in there. Reed's red okay. bush. That went too far. <laughs> okay. I apologize. Uh, no, I, I think the genuine like Tony Gonzalez working in traffic was what I don't want to say he was light years better than Travis Kelsey, but he was certainly much better than Travis Kelsey. Well, he did help redefine the position. We talk, you know, all the time, like Tiger Woods. 
kind of victim of your success, you create other people that want to beat you. Right. Like so many people, these young guys are playing golf because of Tiger Woods. Like he created his own nemesis. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Gonzalez kind of changed the game and the way we looked at tight ends to where the Kelseys came up and all this. Like he and Antonio Gates kind of did that. But Kelsey kind of spawned this new generation. Yeah. Tight end was going the way the Dodo bird there for a while. It was like yeah. the fullback. People weren't utilizing it. And they were throwing the Jason Dunn types in. It, it tied in as extra blockers. Now every he revolutionized it, splitting the tight ends out, right. revolutionized the way we use tight ends. So, Kel- so, so it's also more of a trendsetter in that respect. Mm-hmm. And I think it, Kelsey's been a byproduct of the success right. of a Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, Tony Gonzalez is eight all time in receiving touchdowns. I mean, that for alone speaks for itself. Um, they're two totally different kind of players, though. Like I said, Tony Gonzalez is more the technician guy, runs, gets his pure routes running, and finds his spots and gets up and gets the ball in the end zone. Um, but Travis Kelsey is the guy I'd rather have with the ball in his hands in space. And this one's people, careful. Yeah. you know, making you know those no. juke moves with his hips. He's way more fluent than Tony G ever was. But Tony G, as far as a, a technician and a receiver and a route runner, they're like they're two total, total different guys. This is, this Travis is Kelsey. Talking, I think Travis Kelsey's better for this offense. This is where we have to be careful, though. Of what have you done for me lately? That's like, what I'm saying. Right. Revisionist history. Should, it's always sure. the best game. Because if Tony G was playing in today's recent. game, that could be a yeah. whole different thing too. Well, it's it's always the best right, game though. you've ever seen. I brought up the night there were six guys in the starting defense in 1969 Super Bowl in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but would you say that the 2019 team would beat them? You'll say, oh yeah, of course. But you have to understand the time and place, the era that you played yes, in, exactly, and. And the trendsetters of how good you were at the era with guys your size, your speed, and, and doing things that way. But everything we did, that Broncos game a couple of years ago, was the best Broncos game people ever saw. Well, I saw some better ones because I saw Montana, you know, beat John Elway in Arrow in uh, in, in Mile High Stadium. Right. You know, we forget about what happened. And now Kelsey, you know, is here and we know him, we see him. And we'll forget about it. It's like any running back that comes in here. Well, hey, he's better than Jamal. Eight well, all time. Are you? Because Jamal had, what, 60% of the offense that one year. And he was right. public enemy number one. They've stacked eight guys in the box trying to stop him with no quarterback, no threat of going down the field. But Jamal was still good. And that should always yeah. be taken into consideration. His yards per carry, considering, as Chuck Pagano said, public enemy number one. They wanted to stop. He was the only thing we had. Yeah. I do think um, to answer your question, though, like, yeah, like the way that they utilize the tight end with Patrick Mahomes in this particular system, like Travis Kelsey does work much yes. better in space right. than Tony Gonzalez. Like yards after the catch, yes. things like that. I think Travis Kelsey he is caught a much bubble screen. Better. What was it two years ago? He caught a bubble screen pass and took it to the house for like 80 yards. Yeah. I don't see Tony Gonzalez doing something like that. I, I, just yeah, I think top end speed wise, things like that, like right. Travis Kelsey more seems he's more fluid. He seems to have been. I would say more athletic. Tony Gonzalez very athletic. He's got that. His hip motion and everything. Yep. Is oh yeah, and let's face it too. Like touchdown celebration wise, like he's <laughs> Tony G's close. got nothing on right, his right, right. right? The rolling the dice like, moment. Well, let's not pretend. Wachowski, you're only you're only a clock. few years older than me. Let's not pretend like we, we we didn't feel funny in our shorts when Tony would dunk on the. But field that's goal. all he had. That's I get it. My shorts, I get it. My shorts were off. Trust me, I mean, I'm not defending Tony G here. Yes. Trust me. I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm just saying that that nostalgia hits hard for me when I see, and I can't stand Tony G anymore. I mean, if we're breaking it down to categories, if we're talking about. If we're talking about route running, we're talking about receiving ability. I was talking to the Atlanta media. I think that you definitely need to add. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. Like if you <laughs> want to know who's the best between the two, yes. you gotta add touchdown celebration. Yes, I agree. I agree. Is, is he it, starting to piss you off as well? <laughs> no, I just don't want to hear the. No, Wachowski is welcome here all, at all times. Tony G is my favorite all-time player. So no, this, this, this is where I'm at. Okay, he hasn't been hazed. Yet. I brought beer. What Listen, you bring? He hasn't yes. been hazed yet. He brought. He brought Elisa. He brought him. He didn't bring her. She brought me. Well, that's technically true. 
That's true. Vanilla she, 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 by the way, she smelled like vanilla on the <laughs> ride out here. It was terrific. Like I'm you did beyond. not deserve this woman. <laughs> so this is this is where I'm at about this. When it comes well, to when it like, comes to the comparison, yeah. when it comes to the Maybe comparison, me. I think Travis. That like, is look. definitely not true. <laughs> look at this. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Buck seventy. <laughs> Buck seventy one. Your pants? Uh, joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so to, to the comparison, I, I said that you know I, I started this whole thing with him being in this offense. Which one would be more effective in this offense? Which one, which one do you think would uh, be the better part for Patrick Mahomes? I think they'd both be very efficient. Yes, I think they, obviously we can. Tony Gonzalez, Tony Gonzalez to me is, is record numbers with this. Absolutely. Gronkowski had a better peak than Tony Gonzalez. He had that one season in 2011 where he had 17 touchdowns. I think he had like 1,300 yards. That's the greatest season I the think most dominant tight end I don't had. want to get you boys too erect, but could you imagine a two tight end set with Tony Gonzalez? Oh, I don't even. I he mean, I, didn't, I can't stand up the now. Blood's but. not all on your head. <laughs> you know, Gronk, I bet you Gronk ends up coming back. He's been catching. He, he might. He might. He's he might come back. Light though, man. We haven't seen him yeah. light and try to dominate. I don't know if that would work. But when it comes to Travis Kelsey and Tony Gonzalez, and I'm looking at the comparisons between the two and what they would do in this offense. It's 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 a very interesting way of looking at it because Tony because let's be honest Tony Gonzalez played like a tight end, Travis Kelsey plays like a wide receiver, yeah, yeah, right. so it's much different in how fluid player like right. A, like a so I receiver. think that Travis Kelsey would be more effective than than Tony Gonzalez would be in this offense because I think Patrick Mahomes utilizes a guy like Travis Kelsey better than he would a Tony Gonzalez. Would Tony Gonzalez it's like, more like, like yeah, like you said, they both would be effective, but Travis Kelsey I think fits this style better than him Plus, because the, he could be a part of a four wide system. The bromance between both. the two is is what is what makes it even better. Right, the bromance between them two is is impactful. And I like the fact of how much credit we give tight end. You know, tight ends outside of Gronk finally getting those rings with the Patriots. I mean, you, you look at Gonzalez; he's one. He's the, He's arguably he's the best. Yeah, Shannon, Sharp, Shannon Sharp's the only other one you could really right. say that. Sharp, but you know, Gates has no ring. You know, we're talking right. about some of the Gates best. Gates has some great seasons. Jason Witten didn't win anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oz, what was it? Uh, uh, um, the Cowboys are one of Jay Novacek. Yeah, you know? right. He, he put Jay Novacek. Keith Miller was decent. I don't think Mike Ditka won as a tight end either. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think he Might won have been anything. An NFL title, um, not the Super Bowl. But that sure. was way. That was right. when they were strictly. Fit. Blockers going back to like the early sixties. You know, I'm just going all the way back. Size Ditka or Mini Ditka. Mini Ditka. <laughs> would, you, would you take Mini Ditka or the 2019 Chiefs? I not not the full size one because then at that point he wins by like 15. What are we doing here? Mini Ditka versus the Chiefs. I don't, I don't know where this is going. Who you taking? That's a serious like, what question. What are we doing here? <laughs> You're supposed to say Mini Ditka by three. <laughs> well, I want to segue actually because I'm going to bring that back. I want to ask you guys a question. I, 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 I think this is interesting. Heading. I think this is interesting. Because we've, we've talked about like what the Chiefs need, you know, the, the weakness this team have, which every team has deficiencies. Obviously, the Chiefs have serious deficiencies at the cornerback position. So the common knowledge is if you can get, a, get yourself a better cornerback, you go and get it. But I wrote down a few names yesterday on our Twitter account, and I posted it, and it's actually pretty interesting um, the, how dominant it was for one player. I asked, if you could add one single player to this Chiefs roster right now across the league, who would it be? The names I gave, I'll, I'll pull that up for you real quick so I can tell you guys what the names were because it's actually a pretty, pretty stout mm, list. Way to be prepared. Jaylen, yeah, <laughs> I know. As I'm as I'm free flowing trying to get to it, uh, it's Jalen Ramsey, Bobby Wagner, Ezekiel Elliott, or Earl Thomas. Now the comment and, and, and 78% of the votes was Jalen Ramsey. I think it's yeah, a, I think pretty it's overwhelming. That's pretty overwhelwhelming. But then I thought about it, and I want to I want to get your guys' thoughts on this because although Jalen Ramsey would make all the sense in the world, that automatically makes this defense complete. If you put Jalen Ramsey on this defense, this defense is complete. And you get Fuller in the slot. Yeah, I mean, Fuller in the slot. Wrong, Bobby Wagner was one of like 
four players in Madden that was 99. Yeah, Bobby Wagner would be the second in common common sense. You know what, though? I think you'd buy without Bobby Wagner. The position of need is what Jalen Ramsey can provide. But it's one of the foremost important positions. Absolutely. You know, he can lock down one side of the field. But I thought about that. Pass rusher, left tackle, quarterback. Absolutely. Think about about this just for a second, though. Just entertain me for a second. Okay. Ezekiel Elliott with Patrick Mahomes. Man, nah, dude. Think about Okay, look about it. We don't need 35 35 points a game last season. They were averaging. They won 12 games despite having the 31st ranked defense. They're going to be probably 10, point, 10, 10 rankings down from that defense being 31st. They'll probably be in the lower 20s, maybe in the late teens as far as defense is concerned. With the defense currently as is. I would I think you would agree, right, Binkley? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you add Ezekiel Elliott to this offense. You saw what Kareem Hunt did and how effective he was in this offense. Ezekiel Elliott's a better running back than Kareem Hunt. You put him in this offense with Patrick Mahomes and all the weapons they have around – no one is going to stop this offense, period. So you score all the points. I know what you said about the top five offenses of all time, and they didn't win rings. But if you have yourself just a doable defense with that kind of talent, with Hall of Famers across the board. It's funny hearing you say that now, though. When would you, you the one tooting the horn for Tyreek? Would you for, be asking for this, Chris though? Very important Tyreke. question. Also, I giggled at the word doable. Would you <laughs> sacrifice Pat Mahomes' passes for Ezekiel Elliott runs? Because essentially that's what you'd be doing. It, the okay. offense is more efficient if Mahomes is doing no, I'll, I'll answer that. If you had Zeke, he would take away I, some of the passes. That. I'll answer that. See, here's what here's what I'm looking at. It makes your offense more complete. Because if you're getting in, let's say, because the Chiefs obviously play outside. I disagree. You're gonna have you're gonna have the, the, the climate being a factor. You're gonna have to have a reliable running back. I know Damian Williams played well, but if you can have a guy that you know is gonna get you four and a half to five yards of carry and is an all an all pro running back in the backfield, you have the option to go from either Patrick Mahomes dominating a game with his arm or having Ezekiel be able to do what he wants to do. I don't see how that's a bad thing. So I don't see how that's I, a negative. Go ahead, Brian. Forgive me when I say this. You're a greedy bastard, okay? <laughs> what the hell more do you want, man? Like It's an entertainment factor, you're baby. You're already scoring 35-plus points a game. That's like, right. You asked, what you asked more what we, do you yeah. want? All I want is to, to, to give up less than 35 <laughs> right. points a game. So you tell me, you tell me you'd rather have Zeke than... Quit than being a greedy bastard. No, what do you consider, what hold on. consider the weakest position group? What's the weakest position group on the Chiefs? Clearly cornerback. Clearly. You need a running back. No, no. I didn't I didn't say who I picked because I actually picked Jalen Ramsey. Just for the record. I will show you I picked Jalen Ramsey. It's an interesting topic because if you think about it, how much more unstoppable this offense would be with an average defense. What have we been talking about all offseason? If they just have an average points and losing. I know, but I'm saying if you just have an see they were, they were giving up they were giving up 40 points per game in either and every loss last season. 40 points a game. If they can drop that down to 10 points, you're scoring 40 a game. He's playing devil's advocate for himself. Exactly. is arguing with himself because he picked Jalen Ramsey. And this is an exercise. This is how it becomes conversation. This is how it becomes conversation. It's conversation because the the endless possibilities of having that much more talent. You said I'm a greedy bastard. You're damn right. I've been waiting my whole life to have conversations. Like this, when is Chiefs fans we able to talk about stuff like this? Having an all star, all pro is so unrealistic, dude. Like, even back in the days of the 2003 I mean, I Chiefs, the 90s Chiefs, and I'm like, God, can we score 17 plus points <laughs> yeah. a game? But I mean, the 2003 Chiefs, they couldn't stop anybody, but they were scoring 30 right. points a game. But even that Career offense had like defense. three great players outside of the offensive line. Learn from those mistakes, Lance. That's my point. So, you stack the offense. 
I'm taking Jalen Ramsey. We just need some balance. I, I would take Jalen Ramsey. Don't get me wrong. 100% that's <laughs> I would take Jalen Ramsey. You're high as a fucking guy. The only, guy, the only guy that can do bad things to him is Tyreek Hill. And he won't have to worry about it because he'll be on the same team. And he only got him a couple times, dude. Jalen Ramsey is a true lock. One of the few yes. true lockdown yeah. corners in this league. Tremont Smith has switched to running back for the Chiefs. Wonderful. I think he ran a four four three eight. I think he's, it was. He's fast. Oh, Very fast. Special teams. That was an uncertain one. Special teams guy. <laughs> Special teams guy. Kind of saying Switched over because he knew. He knew. Even though the cornerback position is terrible in this team, he knew he probably wasn't going to make the team. How bad are you at corner? How bad are you at corner? Exactly. Right. 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 So he switches to running back. Jay. Do you think Tremont Smith – I mean, I think he makes the team, obviously, in special teams. I think because he's, he's, he's just good at special teams. Good enough. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, but let's, let's say he does. Move. Let's say it's he a does. roster spot. Yeah. Let's say he does. He makes the team. Do you foresee him ever getting snaps at the, in the backfield? You know, I think they see him more of a D'Anthony Thomas-type right. role because they talked about wide receiver and running in round, back. In round, yeah. And sometimes, you know, a lot of times when you had Tyreek and you had, the, the, and you had D'Anthony Thomas – Yeah. You had guys that can make the defense flow. Even when Deontay Thomas wasn't having great years, you watch the defense flow his direction, and it makes a difference. But here's the thing. It, it, it kind of made me wonder, and I know they flirted. Andy flirted with this last year. He was an all-state quarterback. He can play offense. He can treat Smith, can do a lot of different things. Shit, yeah. But it uh, made me think Damian Williams. You know, how bad off is he? If well, you're sitting here talking about moving. And I mean, we're deep at running back, though. That's yeah, what, well, yeah, that's that is strange. And I'm telling you. The guy to keep an eye on that's going to get curious is Daryl Williams. He's been around with the ones. People, right. He's the forgotten that's guy. A, I love that. Kid, Everybody's yeah. talking about Damian. I really do. Everybody's talking about Darwin. Right. Everybody's talking about Carlos. I think Darwin's going to get played. Daryl Williams made this roster last year as an undrafted free agent, and he's only got. He's better. the only real like red zone bowl we have. And he would have started in the SEC if he wasn't behind Leonard right. Fournette and Darius Geis, and he actually had yard more yards per carry. Than Darius Geis had at LSU. Yeah. Not the he, biggest a, sample size, but yeah. He's, he's a talented guy, but it's an unselfish guy, right. too, because you sit behind Fournette and Geis, and you don't complain. You don't transfer like everybody transfers nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. never did that stuff. Don't sleep on Daryl Williams. I'm hearing Carlos Hyde might be on the bubble, too. So, I mean, I agree with that. He's yeah. not, you're not overly he's not the best shape either. No. Am I not alone in this random. thought process on Tremont Smith? Like, we're making entirely too much out of a guy that's probably going to be a fringe making the roster guy. Like yeah. We saw him make the transition and we're like, ooh, it has a cool novelty to right. it, playing it's both weird. sides of the yeah. ball. But to be honest with you, man, like he plays a position that the Chiefs need to head into the season with depth at on the mm-hmm. roster, right? Like if you're going to carry extra guys at any position, it's going to be corner, right? Like you want to go heavy in your secondary. Sure. For a guy like Tremont Smith, like maybe your best shot at making this roster is to show what you can do on both sides of the ball. Show what you yep. can do offensively. Show what you can do defensively. And show what you can do special teams. Because other than that, you're not going to make this squad. And John I mean, Lovett's looking again, to be on like, special yeah. teams. at The Princeton quarterback, you know, he's the guy that can be special. Mark Fields, yeah. I think, gives you a better chance than Trey Smith because he's an up-and-coming corner. Less than 1,000 stamps to Clemson. I think mocked in the seventh round all the time to the Chiefs. But people are calling him a steal. Should have been drafted. Less than a thousand stamps of Clemson. Didn't go get along with the coaching staff well, but played in the national title game four three seven speed. Right. So there's that guy too. You guys want to know a funny media story regarding Trey Smith? Sure, go ahead. I'll tell it anyway. <laughs> so the Trey Smith was supposed to come up and talk, and it was one of the guys that's coming to talk. And then Breland was kind of, and I don't know if it's a surprise. We weren't expecting him to talk. And one of the media members asked Breland, "What do you think about the position switch?" Thinking it was Trey Smith. And Breland goes, I'm just a corner. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yes, Breland about to switch to offense. And Breland's like, wait a second. I gave that no guy, no respect. No respect at all. Yeah, it's a strange move, man. I don't know. 
You want to talk about the putting battle with Jack Fox and Dustin Cole? You know, I'm going to probably pass on that one. I think that that probably is something we <laughs> can talk about intriguing. another week. If very you want to get interesting and in-depth. Here you are with the football nerds, and they're like, no, nah, I'm good, bro. <laughs> this, guy's, listen, this guy's foot is just throwing it out there. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. guy was on the Ray Guy watch list all Jack four years Fox at Rice. making this team. He's 45 yards above. I don't here's know the thing. what the fuck he's doing. But here's the thing. <laughs> if they weren't in the he window, they're now. Because they can Jack still. Fox knows he's wasting They can still time. afford Dustin Colquitt at this point. But he makes a lot of money. You're paying your kickers a lot of money. Over $4 million, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You don't need a punter real bad with this offense. You just don't. That's right. And here's the thing. Yeah. People laugh at this, but Cairo Santos up, up, up planted uh, the incumbent Ryan Sucka. Uh-huh. And he did it. At, the first day I was up there, I was like, whoa, he was a former Groza winner. You weren't paying him anything. Jack Fox is good enough. He'll be on a 53. It's the most See? expendable position. But how would you like yeah. to be Jack Fox? Because Colquitt's one of the most popular guys on the team. I don't even know what Jack Fox is. You're coming is. here to compete against Dustin Colquitt. Is he attractive? Because if he's attractive, I would And nobody talks to kickers <laughs> anyway. I wonder if he sits at the lunch table by himself. Jack Fox, right? I'll leave it at that. That's interesting. I, no, I, I was actually one of the guys that did say that, that if they cut Dustin Colquitt, I wouldn't be upset. My whole thing, right. though, is when it's it comes to saving money. Yeah. What what they are the Chiefs saving? Money? Yeah, they're twenty five over twenty five million in cap Unless space. Unless you start paying Hill and Jones, well, and that's going to happen. That's going to happen. I want to talk about that in the next segment with you, with you guys. I, oh I want to. Goodness, Jack Fox is an oddly shaped head. Well, then I would not. You like can't to keep be him. Jack yeah, Fox. you can't keep him. You can't keep him. Then he's got. He a weird does head. have a weird like Clark Kent Superman curl though. So. Well, then that might well, that might get him. That might get him a date. I mean, here's is this the first time you've seen Jack Fox? He's got a weird head. This is the first time many of us have seen Jack Fox. Like Clark Kent, right? With Jack Fox. It's like, it's like if he's got a cool name and a budget of like a hundred bucks. Yeah, he's got a cool name. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go up there this week. I'm gonna go up there this weekend and get a one on one, and we're gonna play a Monday. Oh, please do. Please if do. It was like a local, like Wichita production of Smallville. <laughs> this would be who played, who played Clark Smallville Kent. at the Starlight hey, Theater. Don't Congratulations, Jack Fox. You have been classed as Clark Kent in the Wichita yeah. production of Smallville. I love how Your Ryan's ripping on somebody for their looks. <laughs> Damn. Just yeah, I fire. said he looked like Superman. Give him a That's a, that, what do you think Jack Fox would say about you? Oh, this guy's got the perfect face for media. Like, well, did, 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 weren't you the front man of Limp Biscuit? That's what he probably said to you. I was. I, was <laughs> life. So, I also apparently look a lot stop. like the guy from Smash Mouth. Give me something to break. You know what I mean? I took flame with water. Let's, let's, I look like Bob Wickman. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna take a break. When we get back, I'm gonna talk. I'm actually gonna talk to you guys about Chris Jones and Tyree Kill. I want to get your guys' thoughts on what you guys think is gonna happen with both of them. They both gonna get signed. If neither one of them are gonna get signed, what, what's gonna happen this year? I feel like that's been the biggest talking point since the Tyree Kill news broke of him not getting suspended. So when we get back, we're going to talk about that. We're going to get Jay and, and Wachowski's thoughts on that. And uh, we got a few other items we're going to talk about. We'll talk some, about some quarterback rankings, and then we're going to be giving out some L's. So we'll get back all to, all to that after this. Wasteland Society, an apparel brand inspired by the underground, the weird, the youth, post-punk, 80s and 90s pop culture, and the idea of living life on the opposite end of the spectrum to the fullest. Hand-printed in Kansas City using an eco-friendly printing process on sweatshop-free garments that are ethically made in the USA. Find them. We are Wasteland Society on Instagram. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for second number three. I am your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the Casey Beer Co. Studios with my guys, Eddie Ortiz and Trevor Twidwell. And our special guest, Jay Binkley. And Ryan Witowski from 610 Sports Radio. We've had ourselves an absolute blast. I don't know if we've had more fun on air or off air. It's been really hard to tell so far, but uh, I'm going to keep rolling with somebody it. to call it. It's off air. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you the vote, Jay. I don't know what you think, man, but it, this has been a blast. I, I, I'm really grateful you guys both came out tonight. I mean, there's been, pizza involved too. Pizza involved beer. Yeah. That always helps. You know, I mean, I'm going to take my break and stuff. <laughs> 
breaking didn't break shit. anything that was already broken, right? No, I don't so think it was. It was. That, the blind was broken. Was the blind broken right? already, Brandon? Yeah, it was. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> Ryan's in the clear, but yeah. I, it looked like he broke it. I get it, what you're saying, Jay. It definitely looked like it broke it. It definitely looked like he broke it. It wasn't broken already? Okay, it was broken. Thank you. Don't mess with his emotions right now, dude. Did you break Elise's car on the way here? Like, no, no. It smelled like vanilla, though. It was delightful. For the record, it smelled like vanilla. Liquor dash. <laughs> what? Sorry. I meant the actual dash. <laughs> it was. It was the way you said it, and the fact that you licked the air when you said it is Wait, what, what really bothered miss? everyone involved. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Don't okay. get me and lick the fucking air. <laughs> like, 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 like Ryan said when you were talking about polishing this morning on your show, he's like, it's nine in the morning. Let's reel this back. Let's do that right now. No, so we're clean. Okay. We're clean. <laughs> Bring it in a little bit, man. Let's reel it in. <laughs> All right. So, Chris Jones and Tyree Kill. We're looking at both these guys right now. We know <laughs> how, in, how, how important both these guys are Speaking to this of Bluetooth. team. Speaking of <laughs> hard seconds, so so hard we know seconds. we know how important both these guys are. There's no question about it. They the Chiefs have to sign. The, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and say it. I'm gonna get out ahead of it. The Chiefs need to sign both these guys long term. For me, it's very simple. I think you guys you, the Chiefs need to do it as soon as possible. You don't wait because I think that was one of the reasons why John Dorsey was fired because he waited on Justin Houston and Eric Berry, and you saw that turned out with their money with the time of their careers. For me, you don't want to be paying Tyreek Hill into his 30s. You don't want to be paying Chris Jones into his 30s if you don't have to. Both these guys just turned 25 years old. You can get them on a four- or five-year deal, pay them until they're 30, and then decide what you want to do with them at that point. Your team will be totally different by that time because the NFL changes from year to year out. So I'm looking at this, and I'm saying the Chiefs have $25 million plus in cap space right now, which is one of the highest in all of the NFL. You have two guys that you know that you can pay right now. You don't have to pay Patrick Mahomes this year. You may not even have to pay him until next year, and I don't even know if they will. I mean, more than likely it'll happen. But my point is you have well, the money now. Down will demand it. You, oh, absolutely. It'll be but net serial my, and demand that. My point right. is this, is that you have the money. It's not like the Chiefs are hurting in cap space. They can make it happen. I don't see why they aren't, and I think they are going to. I think both these guys are going to be signed this season. Jay, what's your thoughts on this? And Do you do you agree that they should be? Do you well, want them I, I think Tyreek, the ball was already rolling. You know, before everything, and then with Drew Rosen out showing up at St. Joe, these guys don't just show up for no reason. Right. You know, he wasn't going to St. Joe to, you know, sample the wings. You know, he went up there. House, yeah, and they, these agents talk to each the other. They probably need the Michael up Thomas. Show that I don't know about. Actually, there is. I'll tell you about it later. Oh yeah, it, it, it's uh, a plug. Thank you. <laughs> but they, he knew that probably these agents talk, and they probably knew the Michael Thomas deal was close, and they probably want to do something before Julio resets. The bar, which he'll will, because the GM yeah. Thomas Dimitro already said we're going to make him the highest paid wide receiver, which was dumb to me because that's playing your cards as a team, saying because then if you're the agent, you're like wait a minute, he just said he's going to make you the highest paid wide receiver. We got this one in the bank. This will be the yeah. easiest deal ever with Julio Jones. They do have the money. Dorsey was not good with the money, and that's one of the reasons they sent him back. He's a great talent evaluator, but he's also one of the guys that probably has his wife fill out his checkbook because he couldn't handle money. That was problem. Cause Clark timing. Clark, Clark cost Clark money over $20 million between waiting too long right. for Houston and Barry. They can get the deals done. In Jones, they said they weren't going to negotiate until he showed up. Well, in good faith, he showed up. And he didn't hold out, either, even though he didn't go to mandatory minicamp, <clears throat> but he showed up. And my thing is, first contracts, you pay him. Now, we can talk about this a second and third. But as Herm Edwards always say, you pay the guys when the arrow's going up, not when it's sideways, not when it's going down. Patriots have been masters of this. They'll pay you right. that first contract. The Colts used to just pay like six guys. And then they they get and they won a Super Bowl because they brought other people around 
to fill positions. I mean, the Chiefs are getting by cheap on Austin Ryder and Andrew Wiley and some of these guys. You're not paying them much. Um, you got to get draft pick production. So, you know, Beach has got to start doing this where you get, you know, fourth and fifth rounders making no money and producing for you. You know, like Breland Speaks isn't producing as a second rounder, and he should be. He's not making the big-time money at this point. But I think they find a way to pay him because it's the first contract. Gotcha. And they're imperative to this team. So I'm with you on that. Now, if we were talking second contract or third, I'd right. move on. Like right. the Colts moved on with Edger James. And then all of a sudden they win a Super Bowl, Joseph Adai, when they drafted Right. Him. And they would, like I said, they would put all their eggs in one basket. They pay a small handful of guys, the ones that they knew were producers. Yeah. And obviously Hill and Kelsey or Hill and uh, Jones, good producers. Now, what's bad is when Frank Clark comes in here and gets over 100 million, Chris Jones sits there and goes, <laughs> Right. What are we doing here? And then Sammy Watkins, you gave him all that money. And Tyreek Hill's going, Wait a minute. I'm making. $560,000 and you're paying, even though it's going up this year, like a million something, you're paying this guy $16 million, I'm a better receiver than right. he is. No argument that Hill's better than Sammy Watkins. So I, I do think they find a way. And, and the capologists are so smart. You front load contracts in the beginning or at the end. You give signing bonus cash over over cap. There's ways to do it and be creative doing it. Like Michael front Thomas loaded. is a creative contract with what they're doing, but you can find a way. It's like the Broncos. They were cash-strapped, but they found out a way to go get a keep to leave to Marcus Ware, T.J. Ward. There yeah. were all these guys in for defense, and I always thought, hey, the Broncos capologist needs to, to be considered one of these Super Bowl champion type of guys and get a really nice ring because he figured out a way to pay everybody. Right. Do you think Tyreek will get Michael Thomas-type money? Close. Yeah. I think he'll get close because I think the bar is going to be reset with Julio Jones. Yeah. I mean, I you got think... Amari Cooper out there still that's looking for cash. AJ Green, if he gets healthy, will you want a new contract? But I do think he gets the big time. <clears throat> There's just nobody like him in the right. league. Right. He's so damn fast. In a league full of fast guys, he's the fastest. I think when you, you can't start with these two guys are like like just just on the surface, I think both these contracts get done because of the type of talent. That they are, right? Like Tyreek Hill, can you find a talent like that yes, over the Tony next Brown 2 four to five years? Like, do you tra- do, do you do you think over the next four to five years you can draft a guy like Tyreek Hill? No. I think the answer is no, yeah. right? Like right. It, the skill set that he has, what he brings to the table, all of that, I don't think you can. Can you draft a guy like Chris Jones over the next four to five years? Likely you can, right? Played on the inside in a three-four-two gap and still got fifteen and a half sacks. I mean, like, but but a guy like Chris Jones, I'm not saying it's easy to draft a guy like him, but finding a guy like Chris Jones over a guy like Tyreek Hill seems more possible than than, than getting a better wide receiver. Given that, and given the fact that you expect Patrick Mahomes to be a guy that elevates the talent around him, right? So. You know, I think both of them get contracts done because of where the Chiefs are at right now with the players that they have. But overall, like I, I think if I'm the general manager, I have to genuinely question whether or not I'm I'm willing to commit that type of money to Tyreek Hill. I mentioned to you earlier today, Jay, like in two to three years, Patrick Mahomes is going to be the highest paid quarterback in the league, right? right. There is no doubt about it. He will be the highest paid quarterback when his rookie deal expires. When or sorry, prior Prior to all the 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 crap hitting the fan with Tyreek Hill, the in Rapport report was that he was going to be a record setting deal as well. So I, I would I guess I would ask you, do you genuinely feel that you need the highest paid quarterback 
and the highest paid that's wide what, receiver on your team. Because yeah. let's face it, the bugaboo for the Chiefs has been defense. One of the ways to 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 attack that is to spend money on that side of the ball. Go out and guys, go out and find guys that are proven talents rather than Clark. rather than go out and draft them. And I, they started it with Frank well, Clark. And I think that you're going to continue spending that. Few guys that could do. Peyton Manning took Jacob Tammy and Austin Collie and all these guys and made them productive players, but. Harvard Harrison and Ricky Wayne. Right. Sure, but Absolutely. like like learn Jerry from Rice had Joe Montana. Jay, like, Mark Duper and Clayton with Marino. This is what I'll say to Ryan with what I'll say to your 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 thought on that, because I, I 100 percent understand where you're coming from. I do it's a valid question. Why do you need both? When do you need the highest paid wide receiver or one of the highest plus the highest like, paid quarterback? Like we have seen this in New Orleans for what, the last eight years? with Drew Brees and Sean Payton, like what they've been able to pull off in, in New Orleans. And if you look at what they've spent money on, it's been on the offensive but, side of the ball. Uh, and it's because yeah. Payton's an offensive-minded coach, so of course he's going to want to spend money over there. But that's been the biggest issue. Like if you actually – and look, let's face it, like they had a great draft defensively over the right. last two, three years, right? They've added a lot of great players on the defensive side of the ball. But if you had gone out and spent the type of money that you spent offensively mm-hmm. on the defensive side of the ball – who knows where the Saints are at right now? They they probably don't just have one championship. They probably sure. have multiple championships or at least multiple Super Bowl appearances at this point. And I think that's yeah. where you're at with yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Like, if you genuinely feel like this is the guy, like this – look, everybody in this room, right? We have like, what, seven guys in here? Everybody agrees. Patrick Mahomes is that dude that's going to take, like, some bum off the street. Like, oh, Garrett Dieter. Look what he did with Albert Wilson in that one yards. game. He got him paid. Like, I mean, yeah. yeah but exactly. Drew Brees is shown as, shown as a guy that can make people better, but they go out and pick Michael Thomas. And that's what I'm saying, Jay. Like, learn from their mistakes. Like, what have the Saints done with Drew Brees and Sean Payton? Because we talk about the perfect marriage between Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes. You've had that for, like, a decade. This is what I'll say, though. Real quick, this is what I'll say. But This is what I'll say about that, though. Yes, you're right that they've been doing it a certain way, but Michael Thomas is by far the best wide receiver Drew Brees has had in New Orleans. I think ever, yeah. Okay, sure. they had to pay him because Drew Brees is declining. Sure, but is so, his so, production more than Marquise Colston? I would say, I mean, he had, what, 114 catches last year. That's like, by far more than anything Marquise Colston I mean, Drew ever Brees did. has made a career out of, and, 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 and same as and, and Tom Brady. Like yeah. He's made a career out of making guys – and then having them move on. And are they good players? Sure, they're yeah. good players. But you were able to draft them and have them develop around a guy well, yeah. who is exceptional. But Mahomes is different, though. You need a guy that can get well, down the field and catch his passes. And, and not just that. Not it just takes that. a special player None of those to be able to have name, though, to get Drew, down the field. Drew Brees, like Sean Payton, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Bill Belichick never had Tyreek Hill. That's why you got to pay him because he is unlike thing, anything we've really ever seen. I was just seen. curious if he was going to get the, the bag. Like, and he's young. He's deserving of that. Look, if, if, if I've said this numerous times throughout this offseason, and, and you guys can vouch for this. If he was 27 or 28 years old right now, I'm not paying Tyreek Hill. Yeah. It's because of the age bracket and what he's in right now. You can pay him for a five-year situation, and he won't even be 30 yet. That's what I'm saying. That's why it makes sense to me. You pair him up with Patrick Mahomes, you are automatically giving Patrick Mahomes a top-tier target. Yes, Patrick Mahomes can make the bums into something special. But think about the – do the math. Do the math. If he can make a bum into a good player, what can he do with an all-pro player? That's what I'm talking about. 
Think about what levels he could take Tyreek Hill to and how much better that gives them, how many more chances that gives them to win. That's my point. Peyton Manning, although he didn't need Marvin Harrison, he benefited off of having Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. That's why they won, because he did have those guys. Why do you think he went to Denver? They had a plethora of young talent, like Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders guys came around, and they won. They got Eventually they won. They got to a Super Bowl and got destroyed. My point is they were success because he had the talent around Sure, but how did they win that Super Bowl? Defense. It was defense. That's my next next point. That's my next point, though. The Chiefs have been spending money on defense. They just spent on Frank Clark. They're probably going to spend on Chris Jones. They went and got Alex. They went and got Ogba. They went and got these other Alex Okafor. They went and got Tyron Matthew. They've spent money on the defense. Not only that, they changed the entire infrastructure of their of their defensive coaching staff. Yeah. So they are making that effort. It isn't like they're retaining all the same players. They didn't keep Justin Houston and D Ford and all these same guys. They went and paid for veterans. They went and got veterans. So they are making that difference. That's the advantage they have. They had the money to do it. That's why it's okay with me to, to, to spend the money on Tyreek Hill because they can do it. They're not forcing their hand and saying, we're spending money we don't have, but fuck it, let's just do it. Right. They're not and, doing that. And look, like I don't want to put Pat at a disadvantage. Like, I don't yeah. want to be like – Here's a bunch of scrubs go right. out there and make a 50 touchdown season happen. Like, I don't think that needs to be the case. Sure. But you do have guys outside of that. And if you're prudent in what you're doing as a general manager, you're looking forward. I don't think Nicole Hardman was drafted as a Tyreek Hill insurance policy. No. Or Sammy Watkins. That player. guy has similar skill set. I don't think he's where Tyreek Hill has in his career right now. Tyreek Hill's a three three year head start on him, right? Like, can he be there with the pr- production of Patrick Mahomes? Again, I'm one of those people like, I look back on Drew Brees. I look back on Peyton Manning. What was the knock? Like, I wish these guys had more defense. Peyton Manning went to a team that had more defense. I think New Orleans is starting to become a Super Bowl favorite because of the fact of what oh, they yeah. drafted on the right. defense. Oh, yeah. The ball. I'm with him on the Hardman thing so, because you would have to get up to 39 or 40 yeah. to get Bunning or Trayvon Mullen right. and Greedy Williams goes later at 45. Much. But I'm not a big greedy guy, so they would have had to jump up. You needed to rock you center Byron Murphy at 33 and 34 if you were going to do anything. Hartman is the only weapon. And I know they got Darwin Thompson, and stuff, but he's the only weapon they've drafted for Patrick Mahomes in two years. Yeah, you're right. You don't get a top and 10 they, quarterback and, and only, you have one weapon. They only drafted him because of the fact it's they didn't the know what was going to happen with Tyreek Hill. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just think, like, like if you if you stop and you just genuinely think to yourself, like, what will, Ty, or sorry, what will Patrick Mahomes be able to pr- produce with a – an average set of wide receivers. Use Albert right? Wilson, for like, example. Can he score 24? Can he score 32 a game? Whatever the case may be. Like, I'm fine relenting a little bit of offense knowing that your defense isn't going to be giving up 25-plus points a game. Like, Patrick Mahomes is the type of quarterback that I legitimately believe. And if you legitimately believe it too, put your money where your mouth is, man. Like, Patrick Mahomes, if he can average with a, a, a set of wide receivers that are made up of a bunch yeah. of guys you may or may not have ever well, heard of – I think he can make 25 points a game happen. Ask Trevor. Put yourself a defense that gives up less than 25 points a game, and that's a, that's a dynasty. Ask, ask Trevor and Eddie how many times we've had we've had probably three or four episodes where I, where I talked about I've asked these guys this question because yeah. we kept going back because we didn't know what was going to happen with Tyreek Hill. But as the time went on, we knew that he was probably going to be on the team, and then okay, he's probably going to get suspended a few games. Okay, he's not getting suspended at all. How many times I talked we talked about who would I rather pay, Chris Jones or Tyreek Hill? Trevor, who did I say? Chris Jones. I said Chris Jones. You know I why that is? Too. Because I said exactly what you just said. 100%. There, there is so much more value on the defensive side for this Both team because of valid. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. Mike, I'm going to come back around, though. I said the Chiefs have the advantage. Though. They don't have to choose. That's right. the best part. They can pay Tyreek Hill and still pay defense. You think they can pay Tyreek Hill $100 million? 
Yes, absolutely. Okay. They absolutely. I don't, I don't know. I don't they, know. You I, just I don't said know it. They're willing to do Bing, that. Bing just said it though. He broke it down. The the capologists can break those things down to where it fits right. on the team because they know they're they're There's building this team. There, they're, they're building this team right now to where they can pay Patrick Mahomes what he's going to be worth, which is going to be over two hundred million dollars. But they can still pay Chris Jones and Tyreek Hill and still fit that. Will those guys fulfill their contracts in Kansas City? I don't know. It depends on whether they front loaded or back loaded. I don't know if Chris Jones is going to be here long term. I do believe Tyreek Hill is going to be. My point is, I believe Chris Jones is more valuable to this team than Tyreek Hill. Like you said, like you can you can probably draft a replacement for Chris Jones before you'd be able to draft a Tyreek Hill replacement. So Absolutely, that's the way I'm Absolutely. At it. in the next four Moving to five forward, years, I agree. I would rather not break up the chemistry yeah. between Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes if I, if I had to choose. Yes, I would choose Tyreek Hill over Chris Jones. And I Brandon, think Brandon Kelly had a great tweet: the full guarantee of signing for Thomas, thirty-five point six, covering the first two years in a slice of twenty twenty-one. Never listened to the guarantees right. that initially reported. Thomas basically got a two-year guaranteed deal. With three options. Right. And that gives the team all the cushion to where yeah, they can say extreme 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 like that. Brian, you were going to say something. What were you going to say, man? No, I just think that as, as you move forward, though, like, number one, we have to acknowledge that the cap grows every year, right? Yes. So, like, like what it's your flexible. cap number is going to be the year following is kind of arbitrary, right? Like it's up in the air. You, you have a general idea. It's going to grow 10 to 12, 14 million, somewhere in that ballpark, right? Mm. So you know where it's going year in and year out. But if you've got a guy like Patrick Mahomes with tying up 20, 25 million, whatever the case may be. Like in 35. Your, <laughs> it needs to be at least 36. I would say, I yeah. mean, where we're at, where, where, where are we at now? Eight year, 10 year max? Like, I think he's looking at it. Long he's looking long. at about, well, What's what Russell Russell getting? 35, something like that. And you're looking at somewhere. I, just, I think that right now you're, you're in. Complete uncharted territory, right. right? Like Patrick Mahomes is going to be the highest paid quarterback in the National Football League, and right now, I don't think anybody has a real good grasp of you know, what that's that why number you is going to be. That's why you got to win now. But, but going forward, I have more faith in you paying Patrick Mahomes a high dollar amount and drafting talent around him to see what you can get, and then picking up and paying guys on the defensive side of the ball. I have much more faith in that being successful yeah. than, than filling around and adding talent and adding payroll on the offensive side of the ball. Again, one of the biggest benefits of having a guy like Patrick Mahomes is being able to draft guys and go, you know what? We're going to move on from Tyreek Hill. That's what the Patriots have been so successful at doing, yeah. saying – we don't need this guy. We're going to move on, and it's next man up. Like yeah. when you draft trust the guy, team. trust trust what you're doing. Trust the fact that you have a guy that's going to put put these guys in great positions. That what that's what the Patriots have done. To, to, to your point, though, to your, to that point, though, about the Patriots, Trevor was talking about the scheme last week and about you know how that needs to be the focus. But see, here's the difference between the Patriots and everybody else is they have Bill Belichick, and so when you talk about that, you have to make up for that deficiency automatically. So you have to make that up with talent. The Chiefs don't have the pleasantry, the the pleasure of saying, "Look, we can't name five guys on our defense like the Patriots." The casual fan couldn't name me five guys on their defense, but they went in there and they put a smackdown on the Chiefs in the first half of the AFC Championship. Why was that? Because of Bill Belichick. So the Chiefs are going to make up that with talent. And I saw a tweet. I wish I could give credit to the guy that I saw it, but it was a great point that I like. I totally agreed with. Is that in this league and the way things are going now, you have to pay the guys that are your star player, your your playmakers, and then you feel like you were talking about earlier about how the the offensive line is just make they're just they're just getting by. They have Austin Ryder and these other guys that aren't making a lot of money. They're not star players. They're not big time guys. They're just making a little bit of money and they're just doing the job. You got to pay the guys that are getting your playmaker that making the difference in the game, not just 
the offensive line and, and, and meat and potato guys. Those aren't the guys you want to be paying anymore. You want to be paying the guys that are the star players. Chris Jones is a star player. Tyreek Hill is a, t- a star player, and they're young stars. Yeah. I'm against paying old stars unless they're quarterbacks, unless they're guys that you know they're going to be playing for 15 years. Oh, yeah, years. you got to jettison them. It was like the Patriots done for years. But eventually you got to pay the piper, and you got to get better at the draft. Like Josh yes. Snyder, Seattle was great at draft. Think about the Seattle. They won a Super Bowl with a third-round quarterback paying third-round money. Mm-hmm. You had a legion of boom. There was Sherman, a fifth-round pick. Byron Maxwell, a sixth-round pick. Akeem Chancellor, sixth-round pick. Earl Thomas was the only first-round pick in that secondary. And they're almost all Hall of Famers. And all that, you, had, you had all these non, non-drafted guys because they had a great system, yeah. and you weren't paying them, but eventually you had to pay the piper. You had to pay the price. The Royals had to pay the price and pay the piper and lost some talent. Now they're rebuilding. Chiefs have got to win now. And that's what I want last year was a wasted win. I want to ask you, I want to ask you both, I want to ask all three of you guys this real quick. Because I want to segue to this a little bit about Brett Beach. First of all, how much how much say do you think he has over building this team over Andy Reid or next to Andy Reid? And do you are you impressed any at any way, length, any way, shape, or form on what he's done so far in the draft as, as a general manager? I'm more impressed with the undrafted free agents he's brought in because Breland speaks. You, you're waiting for him to develop. Rashad Fenton, who he drafted this year, corner, he's running with the third third stringers. Dorian O'Daniel. Oh, I hope he, he, hope he, he gets did. enamored with guys and keep money. He used like to be a did. scout, so a lot of times it was personal choices. Now. Do I think that uh, Andy Reid picked out Braylon Speaks? No. Uh, Brett Veach showed him the film. And Andy Reid admitted it. He's like, Brett Veach is real high on this guy. Yeah. He went and he watched the film. Now, Patrick Mahomes, total Andy Reid. Total Andy Reid when it came to the quarterback. Now, he does put the faith and trust in, I think, Veach on the other positions. Mm-hmm. He might run him by him. He probably has to run by him. Well, supposedly Veach shows film for years. I'm sure Andy's involved in it because right. he was watching Cream Hunt film and everything with Dorsey, and Veach was real high on Cream Hunt. He didn't watch some action, watch some Toledo and see how they're doing. That's why I thought they think they saw Cody Thompson because he was on that team with the Cream Hunt at, down at Toledo. But Reed definitely an influential when it comes to offensive skill positions and and the uh, quarterback. Now some of the defensive players, Andy Reed didn't have the time to do that. They they consult him. He may pick from a handful of guys, and Andy Reed has influence on who you end up drafting. Veach has a tremendous amount of I think responsibility. When it comes to drafting players, we have to understand why we've seen kind of a talent deficiency in the draft. You had an all-star staff in Kansas City. Three of the up-and-coming teams in the the AFC are the Chiefs, the Colts, and the Browns. All three of them are run by former Chiefs front office guys. You had a front office at one point with Ballard, Veach, and Dorsey. They were all in the same front office. Now it's just Veach, Veach, not Ballard. And not John Dorsey. What a weird pronunciation. VH. VH. But, but those are three talented guys. We've, we've, we've taken a hit in the front office. And we, we think about other things we've lost. Those are two good football yeah. lines yeah. that we've yeah. lost. They're all scouts. So the pressure's on. Yeah. The pressure's on on Beach we, because. We had an all-star staff yeah, in the front office here. We don't, he, we he, realize yeah, because even though John Dorsey had, had his issues, John Dorsey, John Dorsey did some good things here in Kansas. Let's not pretend like that oh, guy he didn't He was bad with money, but he was a great talent. He knew yeah, his talent. So, Ryan, what's your thoughts on Brett Beach as a whole, man? How, how much say do you think he really has? Because I think Andy Reid is the man. Let's be I mean, honest. I think it is a nice give and take, though, because one of the things that I've always talked about with Andy Reid is, like, he has a ton of trust in his guys, right? Like, if you came up with Beach, or sorry, if you came up with Reid, if you came up and, and, and interned with him, if you had an assistant right. coaching position, whatever the case may be, like, He's willing to bring you along because he understands that you're on board. With you the learn way to see that, the same things that, yeah, right. Like right. you're on board with his process and the way that he goes about things. And so, 
Like I, I think that Veach has a little more say than a lot of people give it credit for. Now, again, I, I Andy Reid has final veto power right. on anything that happens in the Chiefs organization, but I think that he trusts Brett Veach. He looks at Brett. I mean, he's a guy that was with him in Philadelphia. Was SEC scout that was for banging him, the right? that was banging the desk for Lashawn McCoy. Like he understands that this guy gets it. Like yeah. he understands what's going on with the scheme that Andy Reid wants to bring. So. As much as we talk about like the perfect marriage with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, like I think it is a I don't know if it's a perfect marriage, but it's a really good marriage between Brett Veach and Andy Reid because like the way that they trust each other, the way that they understand, the way that they go about it. Now, that being said, I do think that Brett Veach is tasked with a really difficult job. Like he has to take a cupboard that is essentially bare on the defensive side of the ball. Right. And you've seen two drafts in a row where Brett Veach, I don't want to say he was handcuffed, but like he was put in a position to where it wasn't a lot of wins that he could have on the board, right? He didn't have the picks, the draft, well, Tyree, and, and Tyree, the Tyree, Coming into this getting. season, go get us, a, go get us a corner, right? Right. You didn't have the picks to go. They get They all went corner. right before we had a chance. These guys on this team, they're great. Kelsey was a, was a read pick. You know, he I knew his look, brother, looked, and he knew Travis, and he even got on the phone with him and said, "Don't screw it up right, here." Right. Yeah. Travis Kelsey was totally a read pick. Yeah. I looked at two years ago when you were taking all defensive guys. You know, like. At, speaks at that yeah. point, you you had like it wasn't it wasn't a no win, but it was you didn't have a lot of options to win right then, right? right? Like you had to hit on one of these seven guys, and let's face it, like he didn't have a first round pick, right? right. He didn't have a high second round pick for good reason. We like, got some good players out of those first round for picks. sure, but like yeah. you had to move into positions. So one right. of the things that I, that I really I like about Brett Veach is the fact that he's been aggressive. He's gone after what he thinks he's a go getter, right. man. Absolutely, I whether or not it pans out to be like accurate is is to be seen right? right like give it what two three years is what we always want to give nfl players but with brett veach like the guy's taken swings he's been willing yeah. to do it and i think that he's been put in a really precarious situation to have to say you know what i gotta rebuild the defensive side of the he's ball. never had a first round pick man I right mean. <laughs> and, and oh by the way you have the best quarterback in the league yeah. so like you have to that be tasked with leverage. these things of thinking about it and you're going forward going man do i just like empty the cupboard in the offense and I go ahead and draft a bunch of wide receivers that are guys that Pat can possibly make better. Yeah. And then I take that money and go spend it in free agency right. on proven talent on, on all pro corners. And I drop it on, you know, Jalen Ramsey in the upcoming season, or do I drop it on these guys? Like, like that's the type of thing that's really going to test the metal of what Brad Beach is. And yeah. I think Bigley's right. Like you've seen him go out and find talent before, yeah. but a lot of that talent's been on the offensive yeah. side of the ball. So to me, like, I, I like what Brad Beach has done being aggressive and getting out in front of things. But the one thing that you can't really judge him by is you're right. Like, he hasn't had a first-round pick. Right. He hasn't had a chance to really take a legitimate swing. And he's turned those, those first-round picks turn into Patrick Mahomes and Frank Clark. So we can't act like he saying. hasn't done things outside right. of right. just the draft. That was he's basically added. a draft and, and it Exactly. Does, it does scare me a little bit, like, when you talk about, like, him making the trade up to get Patrick Mahomes and him moving on from some draft picks and putting himself at a dis- disadvantage of the next season him moving into Frank Clark and putting himself at a disadvantage for the next season. Like it shows me that that's how much he trusts what he thinks. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And so like, if there's one thing I can say about, about, about Brett Veach, like the man's got huge fucking brass balls. Oh, right? no doubt. Like, no like no whether doubt. or not he's, he's right. He's willing to die on that hill. Right. And I respect the shit yeah, out yeah. of people that are willing to do you that. I'd rather have yeah, that than somebody who's too, too timid and is unsure of himself. That's what I'd rather watch. So how do you feel about Brett Beach? I, I agree with both, what they both said. We've seen we've seen him obviously have a nose and an eye for the offensive side and bringing in talent with like LaShawn McCoy, Patrick Mahomes, obviously being having you know his fingers in that and being a scout at heart, finding opposite players. But, yeah, we definitely got to see 
him, what he can do with the defensive players. Uh, ho- hopefully, Juan Thornhill can be, become that guy, which I very well think he will become. Lewis that Riddick's guy. been all over that guy. Right. He loves and, and, him. Yeah, and I'm just watching this, his college tape. He's yeah. a stud. And I think he's the second coming of Tyrone Matthew. They both play really similar. Um, but yeah, I, I hope Breland speaks and can be, can become a player. Um, but we just got to see, you know, if he has the nose for the defensive side. As Remember well. Christmas vacation because Eddie's dog starts humping Clark's leg. And he goes, he's got a little bit of Mississippi. Where are you going there. with this? <laughs> Once he starts, you got to let him finish. That's Clutch. Brett Beach. Brett Beach finds so Andy Reid said, like, Brett Beach won't let me alone when he's got, like, Brett Beach sees somebody he wants. Yeah. And he'll, you know, yeah. go after Andy Reid. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. Like, Andy Reid's is missing. He's, he's, he's out here playing Madden. Madden. What's, what's a podcast about a Christmas vacation? <laughs> That's the reference. I love it. a very different direction than I All thought right. it was going. We're going to take a break. When we come back. I want to Trevor and I. I don't know. If, I don't know if Binkley and and, and Ryan have their uh, if they have any lists on this. But we we want to do uh, from here on out until the regular season starts. We're going to do a top ten list of each position, and uh, Trevor and I have our list. So we're going to give you guys that when we come back, and then we're going to be giving out those L's. So we'll get back to all that after this. Randy. Located in the historic Westport District, Modern Man Supply Company is your Kansas City's new home for men's retail, from apparel to pomade and home goods to beard care. They offer a wide range of men's products from independent companies from around the world. Follow them at Modern Man Supply Company on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number four. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the KC Beer Co. Studios with my guys, Eddie Ortiz, Trevor Twidwell, Yo. and our guests, Jay Binkley and Ryan Witowski. It's been a blast, to say the least, with my guys. We've been... Uh, I was under the influence. I was bringing Binkley on the show tonight. We were, you know, posting about it, and then uh, surprise, Mr. Wachowski decides to moonwalk right into the door and just uh, change the whole night I up. So I'm really glad he did. You moonwalked. Too. I was I not saw expecting it. that. I we saw him moonwalk. Found him in a bar in Independence. <laughs> he was just he was on the on the on the ground. He fell. Well, over they the, called the cops. The him out. They called us to get him. So he I, scraped him out. Like he had a long week, and I don't know if these last three segments have been coherent, but I certainly <laughs> he rode with my girlfriend. I hope vanilla. it's been enlightening. His uh, vanilla, you, you rode with vanilla. Binkley's, uh, Binkley's girlfriend picked me up from the bar. What did she smell like? She vanilla. Smelled like vanilla. <laughs> it was terrific. You're riding um, in a big ass beer. She said she didn't smell I'm shit. fairly certain the people at the brewery thought she was my mistress, which <laughs> felt right. Like I just rolled with it. Driving in a bed, mobile bed, bed bath and beyond. She's a solid. Like this dude out kicked his coverage. She's Holy a solid shit. Two inches taller than me, too. Which is very <laughs> just two? Just two? She would beat you in basketball. Yeah. At least it looks like she was like the captain of her volleyball team. I'm just saying. Like, she and sir? I had, kid, yeah. she and I had kids together. That'd be some. You guys would give birth to George Murison. It'd be George Murison. No, it'd be the new age defensive tackle. There we go. I like it. I like it, Pink. It'd be my retirement fund. Eric Fisher's retirement fund. So we uh, we decided to make a new segment. It's going to be a temporary segment until the beginning of the NFL season, week one. We're going to do a top ten of positions, uh, top ten players of every position that we can get to until week one. I thought you were talking about different positions. We can do that too. Um, I know that's something you're big into. Yes, that's got to be top three. (laughs) He takes everything. (laughs) He takes everything and makes it dirty. I was talking about the '69 Chiefs. He can go with '69. That's why Wachowski is my guy. That is why you're my guy, dude. As he wipes his beard. I don't know if '69 is like a top. I wonder how many people listening were worrying how long we're going to go before we start making stupid jokes. No, this is great because uh, it's a podcast. We don't have to we'll follow FCC regulations. You got to go save the fuck you want. Until three guys in a garage was. Yeah. It's, it's the best. You can know. say shit. <laughs> it was a shit, right, Eddie? It was it a was shit. It was a shit. It was a shit. It was a shit. Let's all say shit. Ready? Three, two, one. Hold shit. this shit. Hold this shit. All right, so let's get to our list because I, I mean, I mean, Beakley, I know you have a Rolodex of information that you can just hand out. So, do you have a top ten list? Yes or no? You know what? Here, here's the thing. Let me put a different spin on. This. Do it. Do it. 
quarterbacks. Let's look at how many beers have you had? Go. All of Couple. them. All of them. Let's look at let's look at all right. If I was gonna make a list with the Chiefs, this is one's interesting thing about the schedule this year. The quality of quarterbacks they're playing. Playing Aaron Rodgers, playing Tom Brady, yeah. playing Phillip Rivers twice. Um, Derek Carr. Well, I'm not, he's not on there. You know, the two <laughs> no. guys that aren't on there, I have eleven the well, eleven of the games, against us. Eleven of the games are considered quality quarterbacks. Right. Matt Stafford is yeah, on yeah. the list of teams that play Kirk Cousins, you know, viable quarterbacks they play. Yeah. And as far as the top, the NFL top 100, you're playing like six, eight, 17, 21. Andrew yeah. Luck is on the list. The ones that aren't are Big Ben, who he's beaten last year. Drew Brees isn't on the list. They'll beat each other in the Super Bowl. And uh, Russell Wilson's not on the list. He Mahomes lost to him last year. But the rest of them are quality quarterbacks. You look up and down who they're playing. I mean, it's 11 games against yeah. quality quarterbacks. And the other ones that you're playing – that, are, that I wouldn't say are qualities. Joe Flacco with the Super Bowl ring. Derek Carr, who, you know, I'm kind of hit or miss on at this point. Does Lamar not play Jackson. well against us, though. And that's, so that's it. Right. You have 11 top quarterbacks that you're playing. But Mahomes would be my top quarterback in the league. No question about it. Followed by Tom Brady. Followed by Aaron Rodgers. Followed by Drew Brees. Followed by, uh, followed by Russell Wilson. Uh, followed by Cam Newton. Followed by... Uh, Kirk, well, I'm not gonna go cousins there. I'll go. I'll go. I can't go cousins. Uh, Goff, cousins. Did you just put cousins in your top six? No, no, top ten. I'm getting towards the end of my ten here. Um, is anybody keeping track? Matt of Ryan. <laughs> Matt Ryan. He's on twelve. Matt Ryan would be eight. Um, just keep saying names, Jay. <laughs> I do not have any fancy <laughs> notepad in front of me. We're top 32. <laughs> what, what are anyway, we doing here? I've made my point. Thank you, Jay. I don't think you made a point at all. The defense rests. Wachowski, Wachowski, do you have a? Do you have a, at least a, a couple guys you could rank? You're for asking me. him. I mean, I think it's. I think the the top five, no particular order, right? You got to go: Pat Mahomes, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Philip Rivers. And, yeah, and I feel like I feel like that five is really where you start getting a lot of. Philip Rivers is the best. Never win a ring. It's currently playing. Think, currently playing. Yes, I, I, I would say Jim, Dan Marino is the best. Jim Kelly. You know, I'd go Jim Kelly over Marino. Really? I would go oh, Jim okay. Kelly. That's interesting. Woo. I thought he had I, so many chances. Dan yeah, Marino didn't have that many chances. Yeah, he, he had one. He got whooped by the Bears. Like that. Yeah. Jim Kelly was a baller. No doubt. Sure. No doubt. Well, he had four chances and he didn't do it. So Yeah, he never had the better team. Hey, so. Norwood chunked one or he would have had a ring. Trevor, who do you think? Who's your 10, I'll start at number 10. My number. Ten was like I had a three-way tie with my ten spot though. I couldn't really choose between Cam Newton, Wentz, and Goff. I'm putting Goff on there because I think Goff is is. I, I, we can call him a, a system guy, but we can call Tom Brady a system Poor guy. Carson Wentz we makes like thirty-three billion a year. He dropped ninety-three. I think Carson spots. Wentz. I think Carson oh, Wentz is going to ball out. How the hell does he have that money? Right, and I'm just going off Potential. based on last season. Right, so that's all we can go off of is, is our recency bias of what we what they've done for us recently, and you know, you go off. Your I never understand why we like why we hate on the idea of a system quarterback. That's isn't, what I'm saying. Isn't that that's the why idea? Like here. what you want to do, like because golf's numbers speak for themselves. Like you want to have some longevity, the head coach, and then offense was amazing. He had a quarterback year. position. Right. Like those are the two positions in football you want to see the longest. And if we saw team, anybody right? go toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes better than anybody, it was Jared Goff. Like quite frankly, I don't care if Tom Brady is a system quarterback. Right. 
because the system that he works in has worked for so damn long. Like even though we saw Matt Castle like, do well, yeah. Joe Montana so was a West Coast offense Patriots system quarterback. They care if he's a system absolutely quarterback. not. Right? I wouldn't give a shit about Pat Fan either. So, so yeah. So who's your who's your tenth? It's hard for me. I don't. I can't really choose between those three guys. Cam Newton right now. Went. I think Cam Newton obviously after this season. I think Cam Newton's have a really good year. He'll probably move up once we talk about this again and, and review this upon further later on down the road. But I go from those three guys. I couldn't choose between those three guys for my tenth spot. Then number nine is Matt Ryan, who I think had a, a good season last year. For oh, all, he was very all, underrated last season. Absolutely, thirty-five number, touchdowns, seven interceptions, right. forty-nine hundred yards. So I'm going off on a bad off last team. year's numbers. Yeah, he was great last year, and that defense was so horrible. Right, uh, and they obviously had injuries right off the gate on defense. Um, and then number eight was Philip Rivers. Uh, number seven, Big Ben, who I thought had a really good year. Granted, he lost out on um, his probably his number one weapon outside of AB, you know, with Le'Veon Bell holding out the whole year. Um, number six, Russell Wilson. But I think pound for pound, one of the best guys with the football in his hands. Okay. Um, number five, I have Luck. He's in my top five. Number four, Brady. Um, I just think, yeah, I thought I thought Brady obviously had success. He won the Super Bowl this year, but he doesn't do nothing, nothing, nothing really special. He doesn't throw the ball down the field very often anymore, as far as his deep passes. He does a lot of dinking and ducking. It works. You know that they win games. Um, but I have Brady at four. Number three, I have Aaron Rodgers. Number two, I have Drew Brees, and then obviously number one. I can't go. You can't not give the MVP of the league number one spot. So, my recency bias gives uh, my number one spot to Pat. So, well, I, our lists are actually pretty different um, in, in certain That's spots. What I'm saying. A lot of these guys are interchangeable. Yeah, uh, we talked before the show before you guys got here. I was asking Trevor, like, who do I think is a better quarterback, Matt Stafford or Cam Newton? Yeah, and I think it's actually closer than most people think because Matt Stafford. Only for a few years had a, a number one wide receiver, and he put up big numbers, but he's put up big numbers without a number one wide receiver. Not only that, they went like five years without 100 yards rushing in a single game. So he not, not only had you know, not great wide receivers, he didn't have great running backs. In fact, he had terrible running backs for years, and he was still putting up over 4,000 yards and 20-plus touchdowns. Is the tiebreaker is who chugs a beer better. Matt, Matt Stafford. Cam Newton is the running back and the quarterback. Having said that, yes. Stafford's got mad chug games. Not yes, he close. does. He's I mean, a college he, he Georgia boy. He edge in this situation. He opens that throw having said well. that, Having said that, Cam, oh. Newton, Cam Newton has won an MVP in this league. He's won an MVP in this league. He's led a team to a Super Bowl, and he has 58 rushing touchdowns. So with his skill to be able to throw the ball, which isn't – his mechanics are off a lot of times. He has thrown 35 touchdowns in a season. And he also rushes for a hell of a lot of Whole touchdowns. Lot of too. So yeah, sure, yeah. I get that. But I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Cam Newton in my number ten spot. I mean, as a closet Lions fan, let me jump to the defense. Go ahead, my guy, Matt Stafford. Like, I love Matt Stafford. Go like, ahead. Like Cam Newton has had the likes of Jonathan Stewart, D'Angelo Williams, and he's now got uh, Christian McCaffrey. Thank you. Like, tell me the name of a Detroit Lions running back. Jonathan Stewart's not that. What Theo Riddick? Let me tell you this again as a closet. <laughs> My favorite was Zach Zinner. I would have get out of that closet, Ryan. Get out of that closet. Jonathan Stewart, Stewart has like two I would really have killed decent years. Or D'Angelo John. Russell. Or D'Angelo Russell. Russell was good. John McCaffrey is going to be the third John guy to get in the best was the name of a starting running back. I don't give a shit. I'm talking about raw talent. If the game's on the line, I'm giving the ball to Cam Newton. I feel like. Like the fact that Matthew Stafford had had Calvin Johnson for two right. years in his career, three years, right? Three years, yeah, three years in his career, and in year three, arguably the best up, receiver we've ever seen. I, there's no argument yes. about it. Calvin Johnson's a beast. Like right. I don't yes. even want to get into this. I'll yes. start showing my man crush on Calvin do it. Johnson. Do it, but Same, dude. The 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 weapons that Matthew Stafford has had around him, and the fact that. Cam Newton has had a legitimate running game. Pair that with the fact that Cam Newton is a legitimate is a running, running back, back Absolutely. in and of himself. I mean, the guy, the guy, 
what was it, two multiple years ago se- whenever he had his MVP he season? He multiple seasons with, was with leading double the league rushing. in red zone right. touchdowns. Yeah. Like, the guy was a yeah. beast True inside weapon. Yes. of that. Matthew Stafford doesn't bring that to, to right. the table, but it's what he has stuff. been able to bring to the table is he's been able to take guys like, Golden Tate, who is a very good wide receiver, but that's his number one now. Yeah. Like that's what he was working with. Cam Newton's had better talent. And that's embarrassing him. for the Lions to have a quarterback of his caliber. That good. Built yeah, that he, said, he said, "I'm not talent." Yeah. I mean, Devin Funchess is, is, is about the best that he's had. Didn't he have Kelvin Benjamin? He did. Well, when when Benjamin was Kelvin. decent. When Benjamin was decent. So, Greg Olson. Greg Olson. Let's give him. Greg, he has Greg Olson. He's uh, like Kelsey. Yeah, he exactly. Yeah, I mean, you have Cam seen guys like weapons now Brandon this year. Pettigrew and Zach Ebron. Is that Eric, Ebron Eric, Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron. Yeah. Don't forget about Zach Zinner in the backfield. <laughs> Zinner. I think about yeah, he had Zach, Zach Ebron. Right here about he had Eric Zach Ebron as his tight end. It's a musical now. It's that guy is gorgeous, by the way. <laughs> so he's got Eric Ebron. Like, those are the guys that he had to work with. Zach Pettigrew. Or yeah. Brandon Pettigrew. Brandon Pettigrew. God, what the hell is that guy's name? Fuck it. You know what I'm talking about. He's had guys to work with. So, again, I'm going to come off of a super like Matthew Stafford apologist, but yeah. like what he's had to work with, couple that with the fact that he's had to overcome some injuries early yeah, on right. in his career, so yeah. and he's had no running game to yeah. speak of. I mean, nothing to yeah. speak of. My my and, num- and the fact that you know he's had what three different offensive quarters, four maybe in his in his entire career. I cut, cut my boy Stafford, and and, and, Matt and Stafford, he's got your doppelgangers as head coach. He does. Matt Stafford yes. is on pace to flirt with sixty thousand career passing yards. By the way, he's almost at forty thousand now. He's thirty-one. Chug a beer. Like I do wonder if some of that's a product of the fact that he hasn't had anybody. Sure, but you got to give him credit to the fact that he ain't a Joey Harrington, where he had all the opportunities too, and he he flandered it. Well, I still would take Cam. And again, as an avid watcher of the Detroit Lions, like they're playing catch up a lot. Sure, so like these little like sure. twelve yard you know, yeah. check downs to the running yep. back happen pretty regularly. Who's better at the piano, Joey Harrington or D Ford? Uh, D Ford, definitely. <laughs> Who has better knees, Joey Harrington or D Ford? <laughs> Who stays on side? So my number nine, Joey I'm gonna Harrington. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna move on from a ten. I'm gonna give it to Cam Newton slightly, but I, I do I love me some Matt Stafford. Always love me Matt Stafford. My number nine is Matt Ryan. I wanted to give him I wanted to put him higher on my list because of the statistical um, consistency he has at least in yards. And last he's year, had dude, he, he had an MVP season last year. Yeah, yeah. Almost five thousand passing yards, thirty five touchdowns, only seven picks. An incredible season. I think he had a uh, well, he had a ninety uh, one hundred eight rating too. Talk, so about, talk about weapons. Though. Yeah, he had that a bit. Guy's got weapons. Sure, but the I team was, was asked, injured as fuck. I was asked the question: Who would you rather take inside the ten? You Calvin take one Ridley quarterback and, and his Jones. receiver. Which combination would you go? And I went Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. But Julio yeah. Jones doesn't score enough touchdowns. Really, Calvin Ridley. What he had eleven touchdowns. Was it? Wasn't Julio Jones the first wide receiver to have over fifteen hundred receiving yards and less than five touchdowns yeah. in the regular yeah, season? Yeah, yeah. They okay. don't target him in the red zone though. That's 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 a scheme thing. Yes, I agree. Yeah. But, but but I put Matt Ryan at number nine because I, I think the guys above him that I'm gonna have on this list are just plain and purely better quarterbacks. Okay. Uh, after that is actually Ben Roethlisberger. I know that's going to shock a lot of people because he had 5,100 yards last he season. But Ben Roethlisberger also benefited off the fact that he had Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. I think a lot of his a lot of times, and like and like uh, Ryan was talking about with the catch-up and Matt Stafford putting well, up big numbers, that's get. also been Ben Roethlisberger last season. Yeah. They were playing Every catch-up a lot of times because their defense wasn't great for the first time in his career, and he had to actually throw the ball a lot. So I, I, I he's my top 10 for sure. Ben yeah. Roethlisberger is a surefire Hall of Fame quarterback, but he's no he's no higher than number eight. My number seven, this is going to shock you guys, Tom Brady. And here's why. Jesus. Tom Brady 
is an all-time great quarterback. I'm going to have an argument, and I know you guys will probably disagree with me. I do not think he's the greatest quarterback of all time. I think he's the most successful quarterback of all time. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Tom Brady, as as an individual quarterback, is not the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. I'll go as far as to say he's not even the greatest quarterback of his generation as an individual player. That's what I look at. Not success. Success, there's no question. Tom Brady is the foregone conclusion most successful quarterback of all time. Just like Bill Russell. How many skill positions are in the Hall of Fame that were Brady? He went with Tom, with sure. Troy Brown and Dion Branch. Now, Randy Moss is an Hall of Fame, but did win a ring with Randy Moss. Okay, but also Tom Brady has Should never have. had a defense under the ranking of 17th. He's benefited off of having Bill Belichick and always a profound defense, no, at least above average defense. I, I, and that's what I'm saying. Success is on his side. As an individual player, I have seen much better quarterback play. He is not the best quarterback I've ever seen to play Man, the he's position. Got throat, two minute drill, guy I, I get it, but he's a guy he's a statue. Stones. He's won Super Bowls when he's had more interceptions and touchdowns. That's my point in the postseason, just like last season. Everybody wants to give him credit, but no one wants to give the defense and Bill Belichick the credit, which is really deserved because of what they did yeah, in the Super Bowl. Let's look at all the Hall of Famers. The, be, the greatest quarterback I've ever seen play the game, the position, was Peyton Manning. That was the greatest. Aaron Rodgers is the most talented. Patrick Mahomes is the second most talented at this point. So they can we can make an argument for that. I, <laughs> Go ahead. No, no. Did you know the NFL top 100 is coming up this fall? Bill Who Chet, gives a shit? Belichick, <laughs> Collinsworth, and uh, Look at Isley forgetting how to use a microphone. Sat too. down, and they picked the top 100 all time. Get within, get within right. a foot of that, Jay. I can't wait for that. So <laughs> my point is this. My point is this. Tom Brady is still a top 10 quarterback, but you saw late as the season progressed last year, he was declining. Yeah, Against the Chiefs, yeah, he should have had – Number seven. Jesus you should have, you should have seen you. I mean, you guys obviously saw. He should have had three interceptions in that Chiefs game. If it wasn't for D Ford, he would have three picks in the AFC Championship, yeah. and they were all on him. Yeah, he, he was bad. They weren't. They weren't bad. Like you know, just unlucky throws. They were bad throws. The Reggie Ragland throw was matter. all on him. Those picks were all on, on on, and he should have had a few more picks that were dropped. That were deflected passes. Tom Brady is not Tom Brady that he used to be. He's still a good quarterback. He had 4,300 yards last year and 29 touchdowns, only 11 picks. That's a damn good season, but that's not top five quarterback, in yeah, my I mean, opinion. He threw the ball 20-plus yards how many times? Like 15 times the whole year? I mean, he didn't. He well, he also, he also got whooped by the Lions, 26 to 10. And he lost to Miami. Lost to the Titans. The what was it 26 yeah, to 10 also? 26 was the Lions. Yeah, yeah. Lions and Titans. And then he and lost a horrible game to the Steelers. Yeah, weird what was that, 17 to 10 against the Steelers in crunch time yeah, when he had the chance to get the one seed? They were one and two this year. They had the chance. The Patriots had the chance to get the one seed. They lose to the Steelers in, was it like week 15 or 16? That's my point. Tom Brady's not what he once was. I think we're starting to see the decline of him. Number six. This is also going to shock you guys, and I understand it, and I'm actually a humongous fan of this guy, Drew Brees. Drew Brees had an incredible season. 3,200 yards, almost got 4,000 yards. 32 touchdowns, I'm sorry. 32 touchdowns, almost 4,000 yards, five interceptions. That's incredible season. An incredible season. Number six? Number six. And this is why. For the last uh, six weeks of the season, he started the season, I think the first 11 weeks, he had 23 touchdowns and like two picks. He was the MVP favorite, and I had to give it to him. Even with Patrick six. starting off the way he did. Huh? And he's number six. And he's number six, and this is why. Because as the season progressed, he got way worse. He actually fell. To me, he wasn't even the third-best quarterback in the NFL. To me, he wasn't even the best quarterback in his division for most of the last season because Matt Ryan was actually playing better than him down the stretch. So I'm going to give Matt Ryan actually an advantage on that, even though he's lower on my rankings. Drew Brees is still an all-time great quarterback and an amazing borderline top-five quarterback in the league. But he showed, and I watched those games against the Cowboys. They had a golden opportunity to lock up the number one seed. I think the, the Rams ended up getting it. Am I correct? They lost that whole, was it 13 to 10 against the Rams, the, yeah, the was, Cowboys? 
That was one of the few bad games. Four games, Trevor. They scored less than 20 points. Four games, Drew Brees either scored one touchdown or right. fewer. Yeah, he's yeah, he's old. Exactly. Yeah. That's my point. You start off the season with 23 touchdowns, and you finish the season with nine down the stretch and three interceptions. That's not good enough for me. So he's number six. Number five is Perfect Andrew Luck. Wrong, though. Wasn't Alan Kamara in and out at the end of the season? He was banged up a little bit. I still had Michael Thomas. I mean, let's just be honest. Oh, yeah, Mark Ingram. yeah, but a lot of his production was was – Taysom Hill was taking snaps from Drew Brees. Oh, yeah. How many times did you see Patrick Mahomes get snaps taken from him? Great, man. Those were fun to watch. That's my point, though. It was a gimmicky offense, and and Taysom Hill was being successful. He still almost had 4,000 yards. That's crazy. My number five. No, he had 3,900. That's what I'm saying. He's 32 almost, touchdowns. Almost yards. Patrick Williams had a th- 1,100 more yards and 18 more touchdowns. No, I'm not going to debate those two. Okay. Yeah. Andrew Luck is my number five. Andrew Luck, I didn't know if he was ever going to come back and become a great quarterback. Again. He's not even practicing now. He's he, he is hurting. I understand that. But he came back. He has T.Y. Hilton, Eric Ebron. It's Eric Ebron, not uh, Zach no, Efron. Yeah, Eric Ebron. He's got Paris Campbell now. Paris Campbell, yes, true. My God, point is this. Did you see Zach Efron in that Ted Bundy movie, oh, though? Zach. He, oh. I've never been Zachy. in love with a serial killer until then. Still dreamy. Petr- or Andrew Luck had 45, almost 4,600 yards, 39 touchdowns, and 15 interceptions. But he's a huge disparity between home and road. Sure. Twice as many interceptions on the road than at home. That's why if they get home field advantage, they'll be so dangerous. Absolutely. Because he's much better. I saw him much better at home. (laughs) But Andrew Luck, the performances he had last season, the way, I mean, let's be honest, man, that that Colts roster hasn't been great. I mean, it's, you compare him to the Saints. That defense was surprisingly good last year, though. It like, is now, though. Against flipped, bad teams. They flipped against that bad offensive teams. line. That, that had a pretty easy schedule. Andrew Luck is what makes the Colts. Let's be real. Line he was great last most year. sacks in the NFL to the fewest yes. last year when they drafted Quentin Nelson and Brandon yeah. Smith. They right. a much better line. And T.Y. Hill is one of the most consistent wide receivers. Yeah, that line is very good. Yeah, yeah. Protected. My number four, Russell Wilson. I absolutely love Russell Wilson. I think he is, besides Patrick Mahomes, maybe the most talented quarterback in the NFL right now besides him and Aaron Rodgers. Russell Wilson, that game against the Chiefs, you I don't know if you guys remember the throw. And I, I think it was against to, to Doug Baldwin. He put that money, that ball right on the freaking money, about 45 yards downfield. Yeah. Only him and maybe Patrick and, and Aaron Rodgers in the world yeah. can make that throw. They're the off-platform kind of guys. He had make, 35 touchdowns throws. last year with who? Right. 35 touchdown passes. Well, yeah, Tyler Lockett had it all time. Tyler Lockett. Who's a third tier wide receiver? Most efficient wide receiver in the league last year. Thirty five touchdowns with thirty five hundred passing yards and over five hundred or three hundred and forty seven rushing yards. I like Tyler Lockett's talent, but Jesus, he yeah, he made him. Russell Wilson is the complete package. He is the complete package. So he is a top five quarterback, no question. Number three, Philip Rivers. I know that guy gets a lot of flack, and I've always said if he wasn't a Charger all these high. years, That's a lot of fans mean. in Kansas City would love that guy because he is an ultimate competitor. Right. He is kind of a crybaby bitch. Let's be honest. But this guy, I'm telling you, I would, I would have loved to have Philip Rivers down all oh, these yeah. years. I would have loved to have him as my quarterback in Kansas City. That guy is he hasn't missed a game since 06. He's always been well, he's in. Very good at every, getting rid of the ball when he's about to get hit. He's played he's with torn ACLs. He's yeah. played with all different types of injury. Yes, he looks like he's throwing with a backpack on. I get that. But this guy can perform every single year, and at 37 years old, was still putting up top tier MVP caliber numbers. Went into Kansas City and and beat the Chiefs. So you have to give him credit for that. Without Melvin Gordon, they went 4-0 last year without Melvin Gordon. Got to give him credit for that, man. My number two, Aaron Rodgers. Everybody seems to be turning on Aaron Rodgers for some weird reason, and I don't understand it. Reception, yeah, I get that. I'm just but off last but look, at, look at the injuries. Look at the injuries that, that the Packers have sustained throughout the years, including Aaron Rodgers. 
That, that, that roster has never been deep. Two interceptions. Never been deep. Last year. They have relied on really good players throughout the years, but those guys started to age, and the Packers are famous for not going into free agency. They do not try to go after the big names. Charles Woodson was one of the few guys that they ever went out and just landed. They went on Jeff Saturday and all that because they always. It was at 36 years old at the they time. Always, uh, the, believe it or not, the Bengals have the most like homegrown talent, but the Packers like number two. Right. Like and Aaron Rodgers has had to put up with that for all these years. Yeah. And the most interceptions he ever had in a season was his rookie year with 11. We're just listing 10 of these, right? <laughs> just 10 of them. Yes. Okay. And so Aaron Rodgers, although he had a down year, a down year, he had 4,500 yards, 25 touchdowns, only two picks. That's a down year for Aaron Rodgers. That's unbelievable. He's playing on one damn leg. And and, and obviously the number one, uh, we don't even need to get get into it. Patrick Holmes is the best quarterback in the NFL. There's no question about it. We've seen what what he's done already. He's only going to get better. That he wraps up my top ten list, and that is where I'm going to leave it. I know Gotta Trevor change. and I had very different guys on the, you on the list. The least amount of time following <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> you guys know he's good. Go ahead and take some time with that. No, no, That's why you want some. <laughs> look, look I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say this. It's been a long time coming. Go ahead. <laughs> Before the Go season ahead. started last year, it's I said I said time. Patrick Mahomes was going to have 36 touchdown passes and three rushing, 39 total. He was going to have 4,600 yards. Weak. Everybody told me I was a homer. I was insane. There's no way he's doing that. He actually surpassed my expectations. Well, I called the same thing when I said he had over 30 touchdowns. I mean, you're a homer for other reasons. <laughs> so, 6,000 next year, all right? Just calling it now. I'm just saying, guys, Patrick Mahomes has surpassed all my expectations, so anything he does from here on out would not surprise me at all. All I know is there is not a quarterback in the league right now I would rather have. CDOT made a great point on his show a couple days ago about how there's only one great quarterback in the NFL right now that's under the age of 30, and it's Patrick Mahomes. No, it's not even close. It's not even. The Carson Wentz can be. But he's been so injured, Baker's, I cannot Baker's put him as a great quarterback. I can't put him in my top Sean. ten. No offense to Jared Goff. I just think every yeah. single one of these guys I named is just purely a better quarterback I mean, I than Jared Goff. I think there's a lot like right under the surface, right? Like Baker right and Deshaun. Yes. Next year yeah. we can Deshaun talk about Watson, Baker, Deshaun, Baker Mayfield. About, I think Carson Wentz given yes. a full season. Like, yeah. If he, he can show his year. body, yes. can go ahead and Baker Mayfield. Yes. I think I think all the league – see, people were talking about how the league is deprived of quarterback talent. I disagree with that completely. Oh. I think this te- this this league is was loaded, especially with, with the college. I mean, offensive schemes taking over the league. Right. Well the over, offenses. I would say well over twenty teams in the league have a guy that yeah. you feel confident. Like I mean, genuinely confident. Mr. Trubisky, into, you know, into the guys like that. Even so, it's it Josh is Allen. few and far between now. Where you look around the league and you're like. They don't have a serviceable quarterback. Right, right. Like now, I don't know how the depth works on everybody's team, but sure. outside of that, like, you know, starting quarterback wise, and let's face it, like any team, it doesn't matter who you are. Like if your starting quarterback goes down here, you feel like you're maybe screwed, the Cincinnati right? Bengals are the only one of the only few teams that we can think that are questionable at quarterback. Buccaneers. Sure. Sure. Miami. And I mean you've I got James could be a guy. And He's you've got, got young guys like uh Sam Darnold. Yeah, Josh and, Allen. Yeah. Josh Allen, I think, is another guy. Uh, you know, who knows what the future holds for Josh Rosen. You know, uh-huh. That's another guy. He might not be the starter to start the season. I off. don't believe in him. Yeah, he's definitely not going to be the yeah. starter. <laughs> I, think, yeah, I think the game's too fast for him. All right, guys. Well, that was the list. Uh, we're going to get to the our favorite part of the entire show, what we do every single week. And we got two guests to help us with this. Guys, what's it called again? Hold, Hold this L. Oh, we were supposed to all do that in unison. My bad. It's time to I want you to do me a favor and hold this L. Somebody's got to hold that L. <laughs> the him, the her. I'm talking like caps lock L L L L L L L L Cool J stuff. Hold that L. <laughs> Good God, man.
hold this gigantic, <laughs> veiny, oh pulsating L. Oh, man, you are one pathetic loser. You ignorant bastard. <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, hold Sorry. this L. Hold This L, brought to you by Casey Beard Co. Since 2014, Kansas City Beard Company has been providing everyone nationwide with beard and skincare products made with 100% organic ingredients. Visit Casey Beard Co. today for all your beard and skincare needs. Casey Beard Co. on Facebook. I wholeheartedly <laughs> endorse this, by the way. I don't care what that is going to say. Whatever it is, put it on. I would me. never interrupt your Blue Chew segment. I don't Ever. Care. I would never. Use promo code Ryan. <laughs> what you offer is terrific. Let me, let me, let me just throw this out. From the beard wash bar. You can put it anyway. He uses it on his crotch. No, I put cubes. some beard butter on this morning. And you buttered me, did I not? It was terrific. So oh, yeah, thank you, man. Whatever it takes. Go I, got, I, got Bink and, I got Bink and Witkowski on our product, and I really appreciate I Sorry appreciate the sport. Your no, you're great. <laughs> you were really cooking, though, bro. I thought, like, I thought there was a natural pause. My bad. Use promo code Ryan. <laughs> Can I get a promo nope. code set up? That doesn't seem that difficult to do, man. <laughs> I might have to do it now. I don't, I don't out of the, obligation, I, I might just have to do it. Logistics behind this. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna hand out some L's to this this week. Uh, we we do this every week, and uh, we've only had one week. I think it was when Kent Swanson was on, where we had the same L. That's the only time that's ever happened. Uh, Kent Swanson sat in this chair. Kent Swanson has been with us. I will say that it was I actually at our old cabbage. studio. Yeah, <laughs> him and him and his beautiful hair. <laughs> Oh my god! I smelled cabbage. No. He's gonna hear this. You know, he listens to every <laughs> My bad, dog. My bad. Look, we love you, Ken. He's actually gonna be on next week. So oh. this is perfect. Best hair in town. Smelling like beard oil for you, Ken. <laughs> so Jay, do you have an L to give out, man? I do have an L to give let's out. Hear, let's hear it. It's uh, Vic Fangio, and I know he won a game at, uh, last night, but the fourth oldest head coach to head coach his first game. And I don't know if Vic knows what he's doing. I get it. He's trying to pass a kidney stone. How many new knows what kind of medicine the guy was on? But after the Wonder game, drugs. But it, he's not been he's not been endorsing like Drew Locke in the practice. I mean, you got to give these guys some confidence, you know, that are your that are your quarterbacks. I'm sure Elway's like, what are you doing, Vic? You got to support him. Big Vangio after the game. I was hoping for more, but I'm not surprised. All right, defensive guy. <laughs> You said you were hoping for more. What were you expecting from a guy with that garbage you had out there at offensive line because you were resting your starters because right. it was your fifth preseason game and he had somebody in his face every time he went back to throw it? What can you actually expect when he's throwing the garbage, has garbage blocking for him? You expected more. What the hell did you expect? 300 yards and five touchdowns? But the other thing is, too, he don't play music at practice. Every other Broncos coach has played music at practice. Right. Pete Carroll talked about, hey, playing music at practice. It's the secret ingredient. Here's the oldest coach in the NFL, Pete Carroll, saying, I play music at practice. Right. Andy Reid is as old school as they come. They blare music up at training camp. They love it. They play the music. The guys like it. They like to express themselves. like to have a little bit of fun. Big Fangio doesn't. When the, when the Broncos made a very surprising hire when they went with him, instead of going for offensive mind, they went from somebody that said defense. Would it surprise you at all if Vic Fangio's out of this league within two years? No. It would not surprise no. me at all. When he's got, I mean, Vance Joseph, he was unprepared to have the job. I'm starting, you know, Elway's got these coaches and these quarterbacks that just aren't working out. And Peyton Manning worked out, but Peyton Manning make everybody look like a genius. Yeah. With Vic Fangio, you can't dog your quarterback like that. You got to give these guys confidence 
Uh, bad job by you. Hold that L. All right, so Vic Fangio, you can go ahead and everybody chime in on this one. Go ahead and uh, hold, hold this L. L. Hold Miss- this, hold that. What are we doing? Hold this, hold this L. This Damn particular it. L, Wachowski. All right, Wachowski, hold this L. if you can go hold ahead and uh, give out an L, that'd be lovely. Uh, so, Don't give it to the blind that you broke. Yeah, I apologize to that blind. <laughs> hey, where did it go, by the way? It's, it's in the broken that. folder now. Right, you broke I hope it. that doesn't happen again. Uh, my bad. Uh, so, in- no, my L goes out. You guys watch the Hall of Fame. Game, oh, yeah. right? You're a glutton for punishment like me. That was a yes, terrible yes, game. Yes. Uh, the highlight came in the first half, though. Ed Reed was absolutely yeah. dragging Charlie Casserly because, uh, you know, basically – they show the headline from when Ed Reed was drafted, and you know they say, "Oh, he right. was uh, he was not a pizzazz pick and all this thing." But he turned out to be a Hall of Fame player, right? Yeah, you know, look, I get it. It's tough to it's tough to to forecast those things. Uh, but basically, he went on and said, "Look, Charlie Castle got it wrong too when he was interviewing me with Houston." I'm shocked he still gets to be an expert and analyze these things. I love it when guys in sports get to call out these dudes. And you don't get to see it enough. Not enough. Active players. But, like, the old players, the old guys. You know it's going to be in there. Like, there's a little bit of me that, like, I wonder how long he was holding that, like, resentment towards Charlie Casserly. Like, I think he had, like, a Charlie Casserly. I almost called it Charlie Casserole. (laughs) Charlie Casserole? I heard Casserole. Charlie Casserole. So he had, like, a Charlie Casserole picture in the back of his locker. And he was just like doing like hammer curls and looking at it like, fuck you, Charlie. I'm coming for you this year. So if anything, I want to say that like possibly it might be a dub for Charlie because he led Ed Reed to a Hall of Fame career. But you know what, Charlie? Hold that L, bro. He called you out. Charlie Casserole, go ahead and hold hold this L. I got to write that time. (laughs) Charlie Casserole. Charlie Casserole. Mine's going to Carmelo Anthony, man. Um, This has been a sad roller coaster of his career. Uh, one of the greatest offensive skill players we've ever seen in the NBA. Um, whether you think he's a Hall of Famer or not, I don't know. I don't think I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, his career has definitely come to a, um, a sudden halt. Went from a pretty high peak to a really low stall. Um, he was on – I think he was on first take this morning, and he was talking about how – it's just sad, man. He's, he's what, 30? I think he's 30, 35, same age as LeBron. Still a very well-capable player. Um, definitely can shoot with the best of them. Um, he recently, his recent team he was on was the Rockets, right? And he got let go from the Rockets. Uh, the owner told him that his services were no longer needed, right? And for, for an owner to come up to a, you know, maybe a Hall, of, a Hall of Fame player, one of the greatest scorers we've ever seen, and tell him his services are no longer needed on a team, something's got to be going on there, Um so for him, for me to see him at his peak, you know, watching him have whether it's battles with LeBron, D Wade, or Kobe Bryant, you know, some epic battles between all those players um, going at it, um, and then to see him where he's at now on, on first take, having a special just for him to come on there and talk about, oh yeah, me and my agent are on here, you know, we're we're out talking to you know multiple teams, 10, 15, 20 teams, you know, and no one's biting, you know, it's just it's it's just kind of sad to see where it's gotten, man, and uh, I feel bad for him in a sense, but. It, from what we've been hearing from a lot of you know close friends of him, we've heard Chauncey Phillips come out and talk about you know uh, scoring thirty five just meant too much to him. You know if he wasn't the guy, if he wasn't getting the most shots per game, if he wasn't scoring at least thirty thirty five a night, you know win or lose, you know that's all that really mattered to him was him getting his buckets. And uh, it's just kind of sad to see him go from that you know epic peak that he was at, being one of the greatest offensive players we've ever seen, to where he's at now. You know, we've seen Dwayne Wade go out with, you know, with that farewell tour. We've seen Dirk go out with that farewell tour. All these guys are on a similar tier as him offensively and as a player. 
and, you know, Kobe getting his farewell tour. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, him kind of just being let go yeah. from the league pretty much and being kind of blackballed from every team and nobody even wants to give him a bench role. It's just kind of a, a one of those sad scenarios to see a, a Hall of Fame type player like that to, uh, to uh, you know, be in that position where he's at now from the top to the, to the rock bottom pretty quick um, within a couple of years. So I know I brought the house down with that one. It's awful depressing, <laughs> but – Carmel it's Anthony. like a Morgan here now. Yeah, Carmelo really Anthony is going to have to. Uh, tempo down yeah, we got to cry now. So, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony is going to have to go ahead and uh, hold this hell. Yeah, I think it's more just the fact that we talked about it. I think Do you he's, think he's, he'll get a, a sign from somebody else? And Melo I think got I, divorced too it, and everything. It, yeah, like, it's a lot of real baby. tough. Yeah, like yeah. two, three. No longer need your services. Lala no longer needed his services either. So. Well, regardless, I think his ego is what's cost, is what, what's him. cost him jobs. I think that, <laughs> I think the league definitely wanted you know. There's teams out there would love to have Carmelo Anthony in a more limited I role. I think he'll get picked up. It just he, he he wants to still be a star because he sees his buddies like LeBron still doing it, and ah, he thinks yeah. he can still be that, and he's just not. So he's definitely holding an L. Yeah, it sucks. You guys, ever, sucks. you guys ever known anybody? You ever known somebody yes. that had a really good situation <laughs> going, whether it's a job or their life in general, and you look at them, you're like, man, they got it made, and they're bitching and complaining about their life. They're bitching and complaining about their situation. And you're sitting here going, my God, it could be so much worse. First world problems. Yeah. Love them. Pelican's new GM, David Griffin, was talking to Sports Illustrated this week, talking about his time with uh, the Cleveland Cavalier- Cavaliers during uh, the LeBron James era. <laughs> talking about how he basically was miserable the entire time. His exact quote was, quote, everything we did was so inorganic and unsustainable and quite frankly, not fun. It was miserable, Griffin said. Quote again, literally, the moment we won the championship in 2016, I knew I was going to leave. There was no way I was going to stay for that amount of money. Sources close to James told ESPN on Thursday they were shocked at Griffin's characterization of the superstar. James seemingly addressed the, uh, the Griffin story via a tweet Thursday about without mentioning him by name. And it goes on and on and on about how David Griffin was so miserable in that time because of the job that he had to do. If anybody knows anything about professional sports, especially at the general manager's position, you can get replaced really quick if you don't do your job, if you don't have the right tools. Superstar players. Imagine being the GM of a team that has the greatest player in the world and not expecting the fact that you're going to have pressure to get him the pieces he needs to win championships. And not only that, but then try to flip it and try to make it sound like, oh, poor is me. When there's guys that are actually the GMs of teams like the Hornets, guys that know they're not winning shit, and they're trying to, they're basically in survival mode. Whereas you are sitting at the upper echelon with one of the greatest franchises because of that guy that you're bitching about. Not only that, LeBron James, not a week before that, this quote came out, sent out a tweet via David Griffin's request. For him to talk about David Griffin's wife's vineyard that she's putting up, or she's making, and he wanted to give her a shout-out. And he's sitting here bitching and complaining about having to put together a championship team, and it made him miserable. It sounds like you're in the wrong business, David Griffin. Yeah, winning's hard. Because if imagine Zion Williamson being the same way one day, going, man— yeah. You know, I need you to start getting me some players that I can win around, or I can be, you know, <laughs> win championship. Are you going to start saying you're miserable again? That's the nature of the beast. You got to start winning. You got to you got to put together a winning team. If that's too much stress for you, go be a GM for a team out in Greece. Do something like that where no one gives a shit. That's just unbelievable. So David Griffin, yeah. I think you're a good GM. I think you did a damn good job in Cleveland. I think you're going to do a damn good job in New Orleans. But in Kansas City, you're going to have to go ahead and 
Hold this L. Thank He's you. living in Sonoma, though. That's lovely country. That is lovely country, dude. That is very true. That is very true. So I, he's not living a hard life. He's not yeah. living a hard life. Yeah, I was, I was a little side. I don't know if he's hiding too many L's out there in Sonoma. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just <laughs> delivered one to him right now, so he's got at least one. Yeah, that one caught so, me off guard. I wasn't expecting David Griffin to come out and say that stuff. I want to. I want to. I want to thank my buddies Jay Binkley and Ryan Witowski for coming out tonight. I did not know my boy Witowski was coming out. This is the first time he's ever been on the show. This is Jay Binkley's second. I really no seriously. I, I you guys. I know you guys have been doing an early fun. show. I know you guys have probably got to be exhausted as shit. Ryan, you've been drinking since like noon. Uh, and Jay, you had a issue with your car. I apologize about that, man. Hopefully everything gets situated. <laughs> putting it all out there now, <laughs> but, man. I, I, but I just know. I, mean, I just we're putting all of the, uh, You guys have a lovely bathroom here. The bathroom curtains are great. Big for, need to yeah. ride. For, for for single gentlemen, the shower curtain in there is lovely. So come on by. I had some frosted cranberry soap. It was lovely. Uh, I was Smell told like there was like whiskey or something. Yeah, it's called the Motel uh, Sex in here. It looks like you vacuumed in here within the last several days. That's which right. uh, I mean, it it's good. You need this some is the, shit on the wall. This is the Motel Sex. Like if, I could, if I could make one suggestion, get a fucking poster yeah, like, or something. Okay, it's like American Psycho here. It's, yeah, you, you got plastic. But hey, but seriously, hey, yeah, you guys, Jay, you already know this. I've told you, and Ryan, you know this. You're my buddy. You guys are welcome whenever you guys want to come out. Seriously, I, I really appreciate it. Right before the football season, having you guys on, especially like I said, you guys had the day you had to still come out here and do your thing. Elisa, thank you Love so it. much for being out here as well. I really, really thank you. Ryan's ass thank you for smelling like vanilla. Uh, you made Ryan's night. It's um, lovely. It was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so in that, so in that, for Jay Binkley, for Ryan Witowski, for Eddie Ortiz, Trevor Twidwell, and for yeah. our whole gang, I'm Lance Twidwell here inside the KC Beer Co. Studios, giving you guys episode 23. Until next week, we out of this bitch. Later. We're going to get out of this bitch. Thank you so much for listening, guys. See ya. You are tuned in to the Spoke. I might actually stick, I might actually stick around for a little bit.